Yo, we back. Regardless, the show goes on. I mean, <laughs> shout out to Alk, Alan the Chemist. Let it ride. Back. The fool villain. Do y'all hear the fucking pianos? I know you want to know who the fuck this is and what the fuck this is and where the fuck this shit came from. Yours truly. You know how it goes. You know how impeccable the musical taste is. Go to imeanpod at gmail.com. Inquire within. Monkey D. Trevante on Twitter. Monkey D. Trevante on Instagram. You know what it is. We back. It's time for somebody to put their motherfucking foot down. You heard the man. All right, y'all. Let me quit fucking around. That's all y'all motherfuckers get this week. For now. I have a special guest today that I'm going to introduce right now. I'm going to shut my mouth. You understand? Shout out to the listeners out there worldwide. We're acting like they're all around the world. (laughs) All right. Um, Hopefully everyone's safe and sound. I would probably be relaxed today. I'll give it a couple of days. Regardless of the outcome, because I have no idea what the fuck is going on. I'm chilling. I'm in my zone. Nothing is going to deter me. You you feel me? You smell me? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? The guest today, man, I'm near and dear to me, special. You understand? We go all the way fucking back. You're about to find out how far back. So we're just going to get to it. Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> Alan! <laughs> Pokemon. How nerdy am I, man? Nah, you good, man. That's classic, man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what's going on, y'all? Yo, what's happening, fam? Nothing much. You know, got my water. I got my... I'm focused. You know what I'm saying? I've been running around. I'm good. That's better than okay. Not oh, quite yeah, as good course. as great, but we're working toward that. So, um, my bad. So he just said Alan. So it's Alan. How y'all doing? Uh, everyone <laughs> calls me Slim Reaper. So, um, I Slim go by Slim Reaper. <laughs> yeah. A lot's changed since, uh, the days of playing Poi Poi and trying to figure out how, to, how, you know, how in the world to beat Psycho Mantis. Yes. Coming to find out, like, these niggas were just turning off the whole TV and we were like, whoa, dude, what is Heidio? <laughs> we didn't know that this motherfucker's name was Hideo Kojima. Yeah. The creator didn't know that. of the fucking video game. We thought it meant Hideo. Like, I was just hiding. He was hiding. He was literally hiding. We were like, I don't know how to beat this nigga. We spent hours and hours trying to figure this shit out. And I don't know who figured it out. Maybe you can fill me in on this. Pause. Um, as to how in the world someone figured out, take the controller one. And plug it into controller two, and that was the solution. Yeah, hey, I, I, I have no idea. I'm just as confused as you, but it worked. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Yeah. Like that's next level sorcery, bro. 
because we didn't have technology like that. I didn't think, I didn't think that they can program a way to do your shit like that, like to cut your whole TV off. Yeah, this is Metal Gear Solid, y'all. I'm not sure. Metal Gear. Yeah, Metal Gear, Metal Gear for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what part PlayStation of PlayStation One? Yeah, for you new cats. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Are we? Are we there? We are. We're at five. Oh man. So we're at that age now to where we got to let these young Thundercats. I suppose we're no longer of that group. Because we're calling other niggas Young Thundercats and Whippersnappers <laughs> We're talking to these These cats They have no You know it's interesting Today Like the difference uh, Between us and people Who are You know a little younger than us They have no regulation Of any kind of history At all Whatsoever In any zero. way Shape or form Like zero Context No geography They don't know where nothing is They don't know where they are Um it, they don't live lives. It's crazy. Because we can go back. Like, we can talk about the 70s. Didn't live it. But we were immersed yep. by our family and by our parents. Bearers of culture. Mm-hmm. They bared that shit. Like, they shared it. They had it to share. These niggas. And <laughs> hey, you want to know something crazy? Uh, I was playing ball a few weeks ago. Speaking of, you know, we're, we're past that threshold nowadays. Mm-hmm. Them old people we used to look at. And uh, me and my crew went out there. We're running court, you know. Can't nobody really mess with us because we're, you know, we're older. So we're playing these young cats. They're all like 20, 21. And they kept on screaming out like, hey, man, guard the old head. Guard the old head. You know what I'm saying? We got the old heads. We looking around like, looking for these old niggas. talking about us? They can't be talking about me. (laughs) I'm an old head now? That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Bro. Wild. Wow. Disappointed, man. So now I got to show up with two new knee braces on, some sleeves, a headband. No, you icy don't. Hot. No, you don't. Show do, these man. little niggas I got way more energy in this tank than you niggas do. Hey, man. These you cats ain't got no braces. stamina, no energy. Man, <laughs> get these niggas out of here. Better than I've ever been. Yeah. That's facts. For real. <laughs> That shit be funny though. You can use it to your advantage though, for real. Like on some grandmama shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, just put the sleeves on your knees. You have no Oscar sliders, no, no uh, nagging knee injuries. You know that old MCL is acting up whenever it rains. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The plate in your shin starts to activate and sends mm-hmm. pains. Down. Yeah, just and then dust them niggas off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm gonna embrace it. I thought I was gonna retire from basketball in like three years, like when I hit about 35. Mm-hmm. But I figure I'll keep going until they start calling me Uncle Drew. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just gonna keep it going until I'm about 50. Yeah. And, uh, Cause what else are you gonna do? Look like a 50 year old? <laughs> yes. By stopping playing, like if you stop playing basketball, you about to look like that 50 year old nigga that shouldn't be playing <laughs> basketball at 50. Yeah. Trick right? layup, smoke dog yeah. out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's not like you got an old school ass game. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just ain't on the fellatio. Tween, 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 cross, double cross, double hezzy. All them stupid names for shit that already had names. Yeah, we're going to be Mark Jackson. For the young cats out there, we're bagging people down from half court. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, 79 pump fakes. <laughs> Teardrop. Oh, my gosh. I don't understand. 
but they don't either. That's what gives us the advantage. Of course. Because cats who showed us the way, they understood. They had an understanding of the game. Or just, you know, I'm talking about the game globally, like just beyond basketball, just of things. Mm -hmm. History, nouns, verbs. Because these (laughs) niggas can't communicate either. Like, they suck at talking. They're trash at talking, saying words, expressing Mm -hmm. themselves, emoting. You know, or they emote way too much. Like, they're not good at really much. And they have access to all of this shit we never had access to, bro. Like, these phones and shit, like, they're glued to Fingertips. Yeah, bro. We had the phone, like, the, you know, the 358 11i, and you drop that shit, it would defragment, and the 79 pieces, you had to put that shit back mm-hmm. together, and there was nothing wrong without, like, yeah. you just kept going without a hitch. Yeah, you could do anything on there but play Snake and Snake 2. That's all you could play. Like, there was nothing else on there. They got Snake and a calculator. They got all of these <laughs> things, these productivity tools that are the least productive niggas humanity has ever seen mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get nothing done don't know what to do with themselves others it's crazy bro yeah they don't even go outside man they, 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 they don't know how to talk to girls no skills yeah. man and they got all of this stuff yeah we're full of albinos you know they don't get no sunlight they just be sitting <laughs> indoors <laughs> man are we the day walkers <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, man. Everyone else is Pearl from uh, the Blade. Blade mm-hmm. one. Everyone's Pearl. You just shine a light on these niggas. They go. <laughs> Blade one came out in the nineties, by the way. In case y'all were wondering, it's back. <laughs> <laughs> I got Alan the fucking Pokedex breaking down our eras. Yeah, I got you. I'm breaking here. my references down because I'm Wesley Snipes. That's true, man. Because I'm spitting out references seamlessly, and no one's understanding if they're younger than us. What the fuck I'm talking about? I get it. Yeah, I'm just giving them things they could Google. You know, they like Blade '90s. Boom. That's then a, uh, that's Wesley a, Snipes pops up. Hey, that's another thing. Check this out. You just mentioned Google, right? Mm-hmm. Remember how we had to know what to, like. There's a certain amount of intelligence to knowing how to search for something that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what happens with the advent of, all right, no one uses Bing. Sorry, Bing. Uh, Google. Um, with search engine optimization, SEO, there's certain things you can type in to get a better result, right? Mm-hmm. To get closer to what you're looking for. So the thing is, if two young cats are debating or having a conversation of any kind, which they're not because niggas can't talk or communicate. But imagine that they were using their words, words that they had learned. Yeah. Right? So just imagine, listeners, that this happened today, modern times, 2020. And they go to reference something and they got to look it up because, hey, the jury's still out on whether or not he's right or he's right, she's wrong or he's right. They don't retain this information because they have access to all of the world's information. So mm-hmm. they just search for something, the result comes up, and they recite. There's yeah. no actual memory, like memory formation, for, you know, for the most part. Niggas didn't learn a thing about what they just had supposedly or looked like they learned about. Mm-hmm. They just recited the results, and then that was it. They close it out, hit X, minimize it, whatever. It's gone. That's it. That's it. There's no retention. Yeah. It's crazy. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You know, because when we came up, we actually had to learn how to Google. Like before Google, I'm talking about you had to know, like you just said, you had to know exactly what you were typing. You had to have some information. They called it 
ask Jeeves back Yo. in the day. <laughs> Hey, and, and if you weren't smart enough with your search, if you weren't a smart enough researcher, you know what I'm saying, Jeeves didn't know what to fucking tell you. Yeah, he didn't. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. Blank screen. Like, whatever you typed in, if it was wrong, blank screen. Oh, like, yeah. And no we help. Had, we had mad search engines back in the day, too. We had Ask mm-hmm. Jeeves. We had Lycos, the search dog. We had Hotbot. We had Alta mm-hmm. Vista. We had Netscape Navigator and Communicator. Ooh, Netscape. Ooh, hey. Netscape. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm and if you, you didn't, if none of those helped you out, you just asked your AOL chat. That's all you had to do, man. Get on there and ask the chat group, man. Mm-hmm. ASL, people to death. People to death. You know what I mean? Like, these cats, like, they don't know nothing about no Dewey Decimal. <laughs> like, we had to, like, know which aisle to be in <laughs> to get anywhere near. I'm like, no, I'm over by ASAP. Uh, Isaac Asimov. I'm in the wrong area. I'm, I'm looking for fish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the book on fish. It's classic, man. Classic. Classic. What part of uh, the world are you? Uh, you're in uh, Virginia Beach. Yeah, I'm in Virginia Beach right now, like right downtown. I'm staying in the Hyatt right now. So um, I, I guess I'm trying to be fancy. I had to move here, though, because I was actually in like a crazy part of the world where uh, it was a hotel down the street. But it was on the other side of the train tracks, oh, and like, wow. yeah, like you know what happens on the other side of the train. Tracks. We don't fuck with other sides of train tracks, not in the we movies, <laughs> not in real life. Yeah, it was it was pretty ridiculous, man. I would see, uh, you know, crackheads walking around, homeless people all over the place. This is a hotel I'm staying in now, mind you. Mm-hmm. Transactions, day to day, hustlers walking around. The dude next door to me was a pimp. Uh, I walked outside one day and um, I saw an ambulance and a fire truck outside. I just opened my door, looked around. Girl overdosed right there on the ground, man. I just closed my door. Not today. Like I'm good. Like I'm going back inside. Uh, I'm over it. Uh, I had to get up out of there, man. Too many roaches. Too much. It was. It was just too ratchet for me, man. Just too ratchet. I'm I'm just salty that they placed you there. I'm like, y'all didn't know. Like you didn't I mean, know I, I, that this is Joe's yeah. apartment. <laughs> Alan, explain to niggas what Joe's apartment is, because niggas don't know. I just realized this. Joe's apartment. Oh my it's so um how do I explain it? It's a film starring <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. Explain yeah. Alan who in the fuck Jerry O'Connell is. <laughs> man, he's a guy back in the day, man, and he was just a dirty dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the filthiest actor of all time, but yeah. uh, he was solid. Like not quite Dane Cook. Yeah, kind of like that, like Dane Cook light or something like that. Yeah. No offense, Joe's to apartment. Dane. Jeez, that's I old know. school. Weren't yeah. the roaches like talking and having conversations with? They him had, stuff? you know, they were playing bones. Like they had domino games. Like they was playing dominoes. They had like they were eating out of like they had leftover. Little Caesar's pizza boxes laying around, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? All kind of shit. Yeah, like just having conversations. In fact, like when a homeboy, when Joe came home back to his, it wasn't his apartment. Let's face it, it was the Roaches' apartment. That was mm-hmm. the joke. But he would get home to their house, interrupt their shit, and they would just look up like, "Nigga, do you you do see what's happening here? Don't yeah. you? Yeah. Ease, <laughs> ease into the apartment. Okay." 
Oh man, I ain't heard of Joe's apartment in about 15 years. That's crazy. I'm really the only weirdo that retains this information and just brings up shit like Joe's apartment. So. Hey man, you need it, man. You gotta be better than Google sometimes, you know? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> And you're uh, so you're in Virginia Beach for a little bit until you get sent off to uh, yeah, Balmain jeans, <laughs> yeah, something like that. We're going to uh, Saudi Arabia. Oh shit, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, nigga, nigga, that's not Bahrain. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's I, I say Saudi Arabia because no one really knows where Bahrain is at, oh. and I, I hate explaining it, so I always say ah, just Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> then they understand, you know. It's like they'd be on the same shit, so yeah, it's over there in that area. Mm-hmm. It's nearish. Wow, because you were there how many years ago? So Alan is in the. Let me get this right. Navy. Hey, yay! This is a career Navy man. Shout out to our um, our service men and service women, the nation over, man. Yeah. Shout out yeah, to y'all. It's, it's not bad. Thank you for your no. service. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. No, you already know, man. I remember dropping you off. Yeah, you definitely dropped me off, man, back you, in the day. You was like, it was <laughs> you was like, hey, bro, um, how you been? I was like, oh, good. Uh, you know, we're just in school, doing school stuff. I was at the <laughs> University of Louisville at the time, and you were like, I'm in Louisville. I'm in your town. And you're like, but I'm out by Frank Creek. I'm like, why there? There's nothing there in particular at all. He said, well, just meet me at the Ponderosa. I was like, cool, I'm bringing J.C., so we all pulled up to Ponderosa and we sat there and we were shooting shit for a while. And uh, you're like, so let me explain why I'm here. I'm going yeah. up to the Navy. I was like, oh, show it right up to you. Show it right up to you. Show it right up to you. And so we were sitting there chilling. And then that was it, man. I shipped you off. Then from there, you went to Illinois. Yeah, I went to Illinois. My memory's crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and that was a long time ago. Yes, that was. We were children, all of us. Yeah. And then. Just figuring things out. Just figuring shit out. And then you got shipped off from there to Japan. I did. I made a little pit stop in uh, Pensacola, Florida, and then I went straight to Okinawa, Japan. Where you basically grew up. Yeah, basically, I'm I'm like half Japanese, you know. You're pretty much half Japanese. I'm serious. You (laughs) spent half your life in Japan. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. I did, yeah. You just got. I know, right? Yeah. And my Japanese language skills is like at a minimum, like <laughs> up, to, up to the point where I can get a girl's phone number and then that's it. Like, okay, now I can text you. That's all a nigga need. That's it. That's all a nigga really need, you know, and then she can do the rest. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm just trying to order some hot wings. Mild, mild. And then she's like, okay, I know how to say that. Cool. <laughs> you got a walk in Google Translate. It's all good. Yeah, right. With many perks. <laughs> With many, many perks. Yeah. Japan was lovely, man. I definitely miss it. Uh, I was actually trying to go back out there next month, but um, I had an amazing time out there. I was trying to get you out there for, for you know, come visit for like a week, a long time ago. We getting out there. <laughs> yeah, we gone. Chuck and I are gone. Like, we yeah. are, us three, you know, like, you have to show us the Shinjuku, Shinjuku province. Yeah. I know show I'm saying me the way. wrong. Show, show you the way. Show me the way. Show me the way. Please show me the way. Yeah. That joint. I mean, that's an anime. Like that's a nerd's paradise. Yeah. Specifically designed for 
It's funny. It's designed for the nerds there, but it attracts the nerds from the world over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Japan ain't really there. thinking about us like that. <laughs> like, they are really into what they're into and interested in what yeah. they're interested in. And we just happen to be so interested in that concept. It's like, damn, they made this place as weird as possible. And it's like, <laughs> well, we're as yeah. weird as possible. And so we like weird shit. And so we build it out yeah, for us. Yeah. You guys are just attracted to it because it's the weirdest shit y'all ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got a whole uh, city called uh, Akihabara that's like basically the video game capital of the world. Like the <laughs> entire city is like nothing but anime video games. That's where the giant Gundams are at mm. and all type of stuff. Yeah, it's like one of the coolest places I've been. Uh, I've read yeah. about them there being cafes, like video game cafes and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're light years ahead of us when it comes to shit like that. But where yeah, yeah. niggas will be just all of the time like they live there. Yeah, yeah. You go in there, it's cheap. You can pay by the hour. Most people go there and take a nap. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) just go in there and chill out for a little bit. Yeah. Get your own little booth. (laughs) (laughs) They got got pods and escape pods. Like, the shit you see in, like, sci fi shits that leave. Mm -hmm. Wounded spaceships and shit. No, they sleep in those. They just got sleeping pods. They do. Yeah. Sleeper pods are crazy. I never stayed in one, but it's like a hostel setup, you know, and they got a big living room and then they just got these holes in the wall and that's where you sleep. So you hang out in the living room all day and then you just Wait. go into this little coffin on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that reminds me of Eraserhead and that sleeping bag from uh, My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. When he's just done with niggas, he's like, I'm going to just zip myself up. And he just lays by the podium. He was just given a class lecture at until he's ready to return to consciousness. This is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Miss it. Now, uh, those sleeping pods, th- there's... um. Could you fit in one of those? I'm just thinking about creating stuff for themselves, not thinking about yeah. you. Nah, I mean, I can, but like my kneecaps is hanging out, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm trying to visualize what kind of pose you would be in yeah. to even make yourself uh, basically like coiled, coiled up like a paperclip or something. Yeah, 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 something like that. Kind of you know, fold me up like a paper plate, fold, yeah, yeah. fold it twice, you know what I'm saying? Like, you do a giant slice of pizza. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Ah oh, man, Japan. Japan. You know they're more into our culture, like hip hop culture and stuff, than we actually are. Like they are basically what we should be when it comes to hip hop culture. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I've I've heard about that and I've kind of peeped that, but you you're on the ground, the ground level of that boots to the ground about yeah. understanding how deep they are into it. Oh my gosh. Like they come here with hella bags. I don't know where they get those bags from, but they come here with loot just about just to raid the Nike stores, Mm -hmm. just to raid Supreme, just to raid anything hip hop. And then they take their asses back home somewhere. They go straight to Rodeo. They go straight to Fairfax and Mm -hmm. and, then LA and they just do the hip hop shit. Yeah. They go back to their sleeping pod. I try <laughs> I try to I remind people of how 
critically acclaimed our culture really truly is it's like america might say one thing about you but leave this place and just see how see how you're received mm-hmm. you know and you can speak to this better than anyone that i know but i'm sure they just looked at you like you were some kind of demigod of some sort like man one he's enormous that's pretty cool that's pretty cool <laughs> Too, he's not like us. We don't see, you know, a whole lot of these cats unless we're by the base. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, you're, yeah, a, yeah. you're a rare chandelier. Yeah, like, it's crazy. We invented cool. I say this shit all the time. I'm like, we invented that shit. No one else has that. No other yeah. culture has that shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We invented it. Everything else is a subsidiary of what the fuck we be about. It's their version of it. Uh, bastardized or not. They tried their best. We invented it. Mm-hmm. All of it. it. Like, nothing is more consumer-driven. Nothing is more palatable to just a universal mindset and cultural taste the world over, no matter what your culture and history is, than black people and what we make, what we create, our music, our culture, the yeah. way that we see things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if we physically aren't, if we aren't respected as human specimens, which is weird, right? Because maybe you can attest to this because I've seen some shit on YouTube. I don't dive into it because I know how algorithms work. I don't want them just now my YouTube, which is dope and amazingly curated because I'm really specific about what I search for because I know how algorithms work. I'm like, I don't want nothing but this bullshit from here on out and it disrupting my whole flow of things recommended. Mm. So now it's all about niggas getting disrespected in China, disrespected in Japan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, maybe you can attest to this shit. Um, but I know you're a smooth dude, so maybe your experience was still different because Alan is Alan, y'all. I don't, yeah, yeah. Y'all don't know this, but I've seen other brothers like, man, ain't fucked in years. <laughs> or. <laughs> Whatever it was, like he's like, man, I don't get no play out here, man. They don't be feeling me, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know if if, if it's a them thing because niggas be weird, and, yeah. and I mean niggas in a general term. I mean just dudes, like they be on some strange shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they like, do. No, you just have zero game. Uh, wherever you are, you just happen to be in Japan right now and and striking out there too. Yeah, like because you probably got to be a bit more sharp and a culture unlike your own but then again I circle back around to maybe you're exotic and maybe you don't have to work so hard mm. but maybe they're not into tryhards and they see you trying hard and that's not sexy to anybody to no dames True. nowhere yeah. so hey inform us Let yeah us so what's um, going on. yeah so uh, how Japan and other countries are they, they basically look at you the same way that you know disrespectful at first like the first First impression is we're just African or we're just a nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how society looks at us as a whole throughout the world. And then, but they're more open to have conversation with you, to hang out with you, to figure out who you are. Like, you could walk up to anybody in Japan or in almost any other country and just say, hey, how you doing? And like have a full blown conversation. Like they'll stop whatever they're doing and try to talk to you and figure you out. They'll they'll kind of be taken aback at first, and then they'll kind of come forward with it. Mm. Um, I enjoyed it, man. Like uh, what's crazy is that like I was in Japan off and on for like seven years, maybe something like that. And like I have friends there to this day 
they still don't know I'm in the military. Like no one knows. <laughs> no one knows that. <laughs> like it took took some of my best friends like five or six years to figure out I was in the military. Cause I go wherever I'm at, I embrace the culture. Mm. Like I go when I fly somewhere, I'm going on vacation. I'm only taking a backpack. I'm hitting the streets and I'm hanging out with the locals. That's just what I do. It just makes me comfortable. And I'm shy, I'm an introvert and all of that. It's just how I am. Like, I don't want to go somewhere and just only hang out with the people I'm going to see every day for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but yeah, the culture is crazy. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not very smooth. I'm, I actually have zero game whatsoever. <laughs> zero, like honestly, <laughs> zero. Like if there was a scale. <laughs> There's a scale from zero to ten on game. Like I'm like a two or a three, but yeah, like, I don't really got I that fear. Yeah, but this is game, right? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So um, just having that, if, if you're not scared to approach them, you always got a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, and what I figured out long time ago, sometimes you just got to break the seal, man, and then then the floodgates open. So just get on out there, knock something off, and then, <laughs> then you'll start winning. So, uh, <laughs> I hope that you motherfuckers are taking notes. Jot this yeah. down. Yeah. This is a public service, and I'm doing it free yeah, of charge yeah. for now. Free of charge. So the biggest thing is just, you know, free just game. approaching. Um, I've done – so my, my role in my crew was the attention grabber, whatever it took to get the girl the opposite's attention. Because like, I don't got no game. But if I get you, I'm cool. Like, I'm a cool dude. I'm chill. People love me. Uh, so yeah, so my thing was the attention grabber, man. I go up at Starbucks and I like elbow drop their table or something like that. Something off the wall. <laughs> you know what I'm the most craziest thing you could do. I just snatch their coffee from them and just throw it away. And they'd be like, oh, my bad. I'll buy you another one. A venti. You know what I'm saying? Like things like that. That's what I do. Look at you like, man, <laughs> you come right out of a comic book. <laughs> come right. <laughs> that shit is hilarious to me. Go straight out of comic book. You come yeah. straight out of a comic book. Yeah, man, that was that was that was my role, man. But I had a whole squad. Like everybody played their part. Mm-hmm. You gotta get you some like-minded individuals, and everybody brings something to the team. If you can't do it by yourself, like it's best to hunt in packs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To be a wolf. a wolf. Yeah, I had a dude that had nothing but game, but he didn't like being the spotlight. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if I'm the spotlight. I don't care. I embarrass the fuck out of myself. Uh, so he yeah. is an excellent closer of sorts. Like, nah, if he's yeah. if he's in front of her, is you know, it's a strong chance that it's about to be over with. He's about to be successful. And then with yeah. you, it's like you're a beacon of light that attracts the the uh, bugs, insects. What a terrible visual this is. Oh yeah, that's amazing. But. Yeah, I'm- <laughs> You know, you're the beacon, you're the light that attracts the uh Bugs. Just go ahead and say it, man. The objects of interest. Objects is terrible too. Bugs, fuck it. The bugs mosquitoes. The mosquitoes. The mosquitoes. There we go. The mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. I like it. You're you're the light that attracts the mosquitoes. They're like, I can't help it. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I'm thinking of a bug's life now. Yeah, and then I always got a house in a in a in a car. So, but my other friend that was in my crew, he was just the wild. Like, I know everybody got that one friend that's just wild. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not that. I'm wild, but I'm not like crazy wild. Mm-hmm. My boy Ham, 
I don't know where he's been at. I ain't found him in forever. We've been looking for him. I heard he moved to Alaska and then he got shipped to the gulag. I don't know oh, what happened to no. them. <laughs> that nigga's trying to fight to get up out the gulag to get back in the game. <laughs> To get back in war zone. This nigga got... Yeah. <laughs> Drag right to the gulag. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's back in my day. Back in back the day. Back in my day. That's interesting, man. It's like, you're the opener and then he's the closer. For himself? Or was he setting y'all up too, like, throwing oops? Yeah, yeah. He throw oops. So I come, I distract the hell out of everybody. Mm-hmm. He come and kind of grab me, like, chill out. Hey, I'm sorry, my friend drunk. And then I apologize, and we're in. Like, we're already magically in there. Like, oh, shit. That is. <laughs> yeah. Hairbrain schemes. I know, man. You got to scheme a little bit, man. You, you just got to be a cohesive unit. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. <laughs> and sometimes I think that they know, like, they know, like, they have a biological imperative to understand when things are in motion. Um, to that extent they're not the most aware of things situationally in general but when it comes to them and their safety and their vulnerability out there in the world they're aware they have a keen sense of what males are moving to try to do or be on like they might not know shit about shit else you know what I'm saying at all about anything in life Mm -hmm. no education no nothing but when it comes to males right the the, the opposite sex they they know they understand how they move sometimes better than, than they do mm-hmm. you know than the males themselves like do and so they appreciate the effort they welcome it they hope that someone has the balls to do this so they're charmed by the whole show and they see it as a show some of these some of them mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to just let them do what they're doing because no one else is doing this right now. No one else. Like, we, we're dressed to the nines. We're looking gorgeous, beautiful. I didn't, I'm hoping I don't have to waste this fit, waste this outfit. I took time and preparation to get myself to this yeah. spec. And for yeah. no one to approach me, this is some old bullshit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not trying to buy my own shit all night. You know, the whole nine, you know? Yeah. Now, the first cast to start to buy shit, they're losing right off the rip, right? And then that's when when the real motherfuckers come in. They swoop in. The chicks have already had their beverages. They're ready to rock. (laughs) You don't have to spend the fucking time, these fucking goofballs. Hey, hey, so what are you ladies, so what are you drinking over here? Yeah. Goofy. Goofy. You know what I'm saying? And then she's like, she's kicking it with the cat who spent not a dime. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not even that had a me. drink. He's clear-minded. He's focused. Clear-minded. Yeah, focused. You know what I'm saying? He ain't sloppy and all slizzard. That cat, boy, he's done. He's toast. Embarrassed himself. She's not into that. This cat comes yeah. in with a sharp tongue. It's over. You know take notes. I'm, I'm telling you. Y'all jot this down, man. Like, we shouldn't even be revealing and, re- like, just relinquishing some of this shit, man. But, uh, you know, just trying to help out. Just a little bit. Just a tad bit. Just jot bit, it down, man. you know? Yeah. Just throw me an alley one day. You know? Know? Yeah, just you throw Al in an alley. Just, you know, every once in a while. Every now and again. You see him out there, you know what I'm saying, flapping in the wind like a, a do-rag with the cape out. You know, just, just run, you know, just run a little assist and give him a little Jason Kidd. Hey, I promise I'm a donkey. He's behind the bat. Yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man. 
Yeah, but I ain't been paying this shit no no attention, bro. I've been spending not all day today, but all night last night just talking people off the ledge. I'm like, hey, it's gonna be okay. No oh, matter geez. what. It's oh geez, it's gonna be okay. Not off the ledge, literally. But off the ledge spiritually. Like, hey man, it's nigga, like we've never gotten who we wanted and needed. Niggas like black we've never gotten a motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah. Like really, who we really, who really changed our lives? So, relax. You you like you're gonna be fine. <laughs> You've dealt with the absolute worst for the absolute longest amount of time. Yeah, this is gonna be no different. Stay the course. <clears throat> if you had a course at all, that is because your your situation is gonna remain the same in your particular life. If you've never given your life any kind of attention or focus anyway, if you've never mm-hmm. had a mission or a purpose to begin with, your shit's about to be the same no matter what, no matter who's leading this motherfucker. So it doesn't matter. So shut the fuck up. Stop complaining. Do something about yourself. Do yeah, something about your something. shit. You got to get up, get out, and get something. Get up, get out, and get something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey. And that's why I think it's important for people to uh, get out of their bubbles. Like, that might be the most important thing. Mm. Like, we grew up in the country. Yes, we did. So we've seen both sides of everything. You know what I'm saying? We, and that's why we're not really bothered or we don't waver when it comes to all these things that you're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we just keep pushing. Okay. We get along with everybody. Mm. So you should get outside of your bubble. I don't care what you do. Don't get stuck in your cycle back home. Make Take one trip. Go for like two, three weeks anywhere. Try to go by yourself. Don't go with people that are like you and just just go. Like, I promise you, you'll go back. Your growth will be exponential. Trust Immerse me. yourself. And you can make more sense of this. Yeah. Because you can make more sense of people. Because you've yeah. seen more people. Different kinds of people. Different energies. Mm-hmm. And then you start to find the common threads that run through us all what actually could bring us together is like, man, I've been all over this fucking globe and uh, males be on some male shit. Like dudes have dude problems. Chicks have chick problems. You know what I'm saying? In a large sense, cultures have a different attachment to a different kind of history and -hmm. sometimes like a revisionist history. But that being said, if you examine the themes of their struggles and their strifes, you'll find a lot of commonalities. It's just a rinse and repeat thing that this matrix has. Slightly different program, maybe a different version of that program. It's the same kind of program. It's the same matrix. It's the same little planet. Same thing. We're in the same fucking galaxy. We're on the same thing, spinning in the same damn direction. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But our aesthetic is different. Our music is a little different. But it's music. Yeah, it's music. Our poetry is a little different. Them niggas write haikus, but it's poetry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that um, the listeners out there and just everyone out there in the world should just be reminded of how much more control of your life you have than you believe. You know what I'm saying? But only the people who, like who get shit done are accustomed to that, and that's how they get shit done is because they have to get that shit done regardless. They know this. Yeah. Because... They have a mission directive. They have mission objectives, and they're still taking off boxes. They're still doing what they need to do, what they have to do, what they must. But niggas who don't do anything are always overwhelmed by everything because everything happens outside of them, and there's nothing yeah. going on inside of them. Yeah. 
And so that world seems like it's spinning way faster is because you know, you're not like purse centrifugal force is like, yeah, like you're just glued to the outer wall and just spinning and spinning and spinning mm-hmm. and spinning. Whereas if you're at the center of a hurricane or a storm, if you're at the center of that shit, you can see the whole thing for one. Yeah. You have a better vantage point, a better perspective of what's really happening and what's really going on. And as the winds change direction, you can more readily. You know, um, since you've seen more and experienced uh, more, you've picked up some more tools and tricks along the way. You know how to communicate with more different kinds of people and types of people mm-hmm. and styles of people. You're, you like you realize how finite and how small that number of different styles and types of people there are, really. Um, once you understand, like, okay, this is how the Japanese move. So let me tweak myself a little bit. Now I am digestible. Now yeah. when I'm over here, Jakarta, let me make a couple of tweaks here let me move this slider here back a little bit move that slider up a little bit it's just like nba 2k yeah sliders sliders that's it it's basically yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. adjustments bitch <laughs> <laughs> basically you're taking control of your life that's it you're just taking control of your life and everything will be perfect perfect <laughs> perfect <laughs> oh man oh. yeah yeah you definitely got to take control of your life i've been to jakarta but yeah, definitely. Ladies, yeah, it's this crazy. man is cultured. Uh, yeah, you're talking to wild. You're listening to a true man of culture here, and yeah. Alan, Alan Sutton, look him up, I, Slim Reaper himself. Slim Reaper. Because I threw yeah, out the only the most, Slim Reaper. I, hey, I threw out the most random place I could, <laughs> and he went. I've been there too, nigga. Yeah, I've been yeah. There I set up a basketball game out there with a bunch of locals. Man. It was crazy. Yeah, I was just throwing a dart in the dark. I don't even know who Carter is, <laughs> but I know it exists. He's like, I've been there. I'm like, dog, that's on Neptune. I've been there too. Holy shit. Oh man, <laughs> what you listening to, dog? Nowadays, like, what's going on, man? Oh, this is where I get the plug. Oh, so I really only listen to uh, like artists that I work with. So I've been working a lot with uh, River Green. Um, I don't know if y'all have heard of him, but uh, as artists I've been developing and working with for a long time, and he's he's a beast. He's about twenty three. He's he's cold. He sounds a little bit like Lil Wayne, but which he's version? Very very nice. <clears throat> the original, like uh, the at post Hot Boys, the Carter One, Carter Two version. Okay, da, da, yeah, da, with da. updated flow okay. to meet today's standards. So, how do you? All right, so how in the world do you only listen to such a specific kind? It's so much dope ass music out there, bro. Have we? Have you and I chopped it up about this? Have we begun to get into this? And then we were like, we need to get out of this COVID pileup that is Venice Beach, and get. To oh see- yeah, we were out there. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that was crazy. Okay, yeah, that was nuts. I was like, never again. Yeah, never again. Nah, yeah, that, that was, was definitely foolish. a bad move. Yeah, I don't even know how I ended up there that day, but I was meeting you where you was. I'm like, all right, are you sure you want to stay there? You're like, well, I was like, I'll be out there. <laughs> we were surrounded. Yeah, so um, so the reason that I only really listen to like one artist or a couple artists is because I mainly listen to like podcasts and stuff like that. Like I listen to a lot of uh, podcasts, like YouTube, Cast, everything. I don't really, I don't know. Ever since mu- music changed about what, about six years ago was the big shift. 
I haven't really been in like heavy, heavy in the culture and I'm always on the go. So I don't really, yeah, it's crazy. Well, this is where Trevante, this is where Monkey D. Trevante comes into play. I'm yeah. about to bring you up to some speed, <clears throat> some proper speed, because you can miss a whole hell of a lot of the shit that's out. But there are some things that you shouldn't miss as far as hip hop history is concerned. And it's, it's just important to maintain some kind of connection to the culture yeah. because it's a time capsule. It explains and contextualizes the times in which we exist as well. Plus, just as a man of culture that these yeah. women are so into so heavily the world over, even in Jakarta, you gotta be like you gotta be the bearer of culture. Like that's what niggas do. Like that's what we're charged with is hey, show the rest of the world the way to be. The yeah. rest like the rest of the world the way to live. Because there's a better way, there's a smoother way, like there's a greater finesse that exists that we exude. It's our aura, it's our power. It's one of our powers. It's like, all right, we'll show you niggas what's up. That's what the culture is. Showing niggas what's up. That's what our music does. That's what our fashion does. Just showing niggas what's up. Mm. There's a reason why they're just really into whatever we're into, whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, We raise other cultures' children. That's what drives niggas crazy now. It's like, we do. It's crazy. Like, this small population is really raising our children. Guess what they listen to? Yeah. Guess what they guess what the dancers are. Guess what TikTok I don't know what the fuck TikTok looks like, but what I saw I, I, I didn't like. But it ain't nothing but shit the niggas made that they're dancing to and, and the goofy ass dumbass dances. That's deep structure, my brother. Yeah. It goes all, it's all hip-hop. black. It's all hip hop. It's all black. And it's all good. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what people need to be reminded of is how we permeate Every figment of your imagination. We take up the most hard drive space in your minds and in your spirits. And you guys are the most intrigued and fearful of the size of our auras and of our spirit. It's like the only niggas who don't understand the power that they have are the people who possess this power. Who have this influence and who influences dramatically the way the world does turn. Like we're in top consideration for all marketing entities, all organizations, like if they're developing a business prospectus of of any kind, figuring out a way or a target market or a target demo for their products, they're looking at what niggas are into. They're looking at Twitter feeds. They're looking at what black Twitter is talking about or clowning what's in and what's out. Because guess what? If we are the purveyors of cool, I'm trying to make some cool shit. Yeah, I'm trying to make money. Because if I make some cool shit, shit. I'm going to make some money. Well, guess who the number one consumers on the planet of the earth are? The most gullible people on the face of the planet of the fucking earth, unfortunately, but also fortunately. It's us. It's black people. You know, no group more disjointed, more baffled, more confused, and also more powerful at the same time. It's crazy. But if we can harness that and use it and wield it and have control, boy, the things that we can get done. With ease, with minimal resistance, you know. I mean, that's the reason why we get so much resistance doing anything and everything that we do. That's why they're fully aware. Oh yeah, because we had some power, being that we're already at the forefront, yeah, uh, of culture of everything, and we had some actual power. And how tiny is our population again? (laughs) Reminding us how small of a population we have. 
yeah. but how mm, just dry hugic our influence is. Mm-hmm. Enough said. You ain't got to say shit else. It's like clear. <laughs> it's clear. You know? Clear. So, so I'm going to, yeah, yeah, I got to bring up the speed, bro. Oh, yeah. Let me get some oh notes, God. man. I, I, hey, look, I embrace and I take notes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so many, just copious notes that you can take. So many cats. Uh, young cats, too, like cats younger than us who are just mm. like Larry June, you know what I'm saying? Over up there in the Bay, Primo Rice. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You had no idea. He's like, hmm? Look, I had no idea. Larry June? Who, who is mm-hmm. that? Yes, I'm serious, man. Like, this man raps more about financial literacy. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. It's crazy. Like, like to find a way to make that dope, it sort of flies in the face of anything that people would say about us stereotypically. It's like, no, see, listen to this motherfucker right here. He's just talking about numbers. Mm. On some fly player shit at the same time. It's some old school player shit, but he's also just talking about numbers. Smoothies, organic things, wheatgrass, Fiji water. It's crazy, bro, what this nigga is like rapping about for real. And he's talking about chicks, which is dope. Because I like girls, you like girls. So that's yeah. all. He's just infinitely relatable. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. Like, yeah, I'm you know, from reading the Suze Orman book to like listening to Larry June and you still being able to bridge the gap in understanding. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? About what he's really talking about and trying to get people his age and people younger who are listening to that shit. Like, just informing them on what kind of shit that they should be on. What could also be cool? Because if we invent it cool, then we can make anything cool. And if yeah. you can make the right things cool, you can improve this place and you can improve the people that you're representing. That's you. why hip hop is so important. That's why you need to be up to speed as to what's That's going probably, on. I probably should have explained myself a little bit more. So, so the reason that I really only listen to them is because if you didn't know, like I used to be like kind of in the music industry since like 2011, mm-hmm. 10, 11, so like nine, 10 years. Um, so I would only listen to like our artists and things like that. Cause I used to have like four or five artists that would work with me and all that mm-hmm. because I wanted to keep an authentic sound. And then it just became part of me doing day to day. And I never even went back into the culture. So I still listen to like all the old school stuff and things that we grew up on. And then I just never have made that transition. Y'all go maybe lose my man. Hooping here. Hooping. Oh, no, like, this is what I'm thinking about. I'm like, no, nigga. My, my Alan, you can't be just rolling around listening. Y'all go maybe. I'm like, come on, bro. It is a classic, though. <laughs> it is. It is. My ears bleed when I hear it. And it's not no, like it's not any disrespect to uh, DMX, but it just doesn't age well to me yeah. at all. It's from that time. Oh, yeah. And you remember the tadpole that you were at the time. You know shit. You weren't about shit, didn't know shit about shit. And then you were open to sounds like that. There was a straight up whistle in that song, bro. Oh, yeah. The most annoying whistle of all time. The worst of whistles. Like, I'm talking about a referee, like an Ed Hockley, <laughs> like an Ed Hockley whistle from, you know a football game, a basketball game, an organized sports event whistle. Repeatedly. And I'm like, that can't be... When you listen to the shit today, you're like, well, I'm so... It had to shift. Something had to happen. Now it's just soundscapes. It's like straight up movie score type shit. Now you got your trap shit, of course. That's just basic. But 
Boy, I'm going to put you on. Yeah, put me on. That's what I'm saying. But I do, I understand wholeheartedly the podcast thing because I listen to, I mean, I'm a podcaster. I listen to a shit ton of podcasts. I spend so much time listening to podcasts, but I make time. Like, it's just something that you got to do. It's like, all right, sit my podcast down. Right, because that's hours of shit, like, just at once. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of content. Or I'll just put it down for now because it's a passive consumption, which is great. You can just sit it down. All right, JPP, Joe Bunn Podcast. Shout out to Rory Maul, Parks, Joe himself. Shout out to y'all. Scream Man. Savan, yes, Savan Don Cheeto, Savan <laughs> Cheeto. Shout out to y'all. Shout out yeah. to Ian. Shout out to Rory. <laughs> but uh, you know what I'm saying. Um, cause cause I do a lot of studying. Plus I'm just into podcasts. Mm-hmm. But I'm also studying. I'm taking notes. Different styles. Different kinds of deliveries. Now of course I have my own voice and my own kind of style and my own kind of delivery. But in that, you just understand what's leading these cats to be successful um, in what they're doing. Usually it's because they're doing what they do. Uh, but just understanding just all the different flavors out there and just, again, just as a sheer avid enthusiast of the form, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just knowing what's up. Right? Yeah. You know, really. Just, yeah, I listen to a lot of the Joe Button. I do some Joe Rogan experience. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. I do a uh, shout-out to him. Because I, I had started podcasts for a little bit with uh, – Liquid Soul, man, with uh, with Brent. So we had had a we had a podcast going for a while, and uh, yeah, same thing you were doing. I was taking notes, trying to figure things out, take a different style, seeing what's successful, seeing what's not successful, and, and why uh, it's successful. It was like, yeah, what are they doing? Trying to pave my own lane. Yeah, yeah. You know, Joe, but podcast is long, so I only get about thirty minutes to an hour to listen to stuff a day. It's when I'm driving. So um, it could last me all week, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know what's crazy about the JBP though. One, Mike check one two. What is this? The JBP boys is back to business. Um, what's crazy about the JBP though is that to me it's one of the shorter. It's so it's the second longest podcast to me. So yeah. it only rivals the other Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joe Rogan's pod be way fuck is just by far and away the longest. And then I'd say when it's all said and done, I'll be like in third place because I don't know of anyone else who pods for as long. Usually, you know, I have some uh, shorter ones as well. But on average, it like it goes for a while because it just flows. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I just look up and you're like, oh shit, you good? Yep, you good? Yep. All right, cool. So let's bounce and then we'll be back. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's like usually. The button pod, if there's a lot going on in the world, because they tend to be more topical. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, they just give their takes, and then it organically becomes organic and just a conversation based mm-hmm. off of them starting the topic as a springboard to just get into them. Pause. Um, so it tends to go, you know, two hours. But sometimes yeah. if it's a lot going on, like the whole Spotify shit, it was going three hours because yeah. it was a whole lot of shit to talk. It was a whole lot of pedestals to stand up on. Mm-hmm. It was a whole lot of stances to take and a, a whole lot of shit to unpack, you know, and there was a whole lot of putting niggas on notice and letting them know what's acceptable yeah. and what isn't. And also calls to action for other podcasters out there because he's doing this for us, all of us. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. So, he, he definitely took the bullet for everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And came out unscathed because he's a fucking G. 
because oh, he yeah. did it the way that he did it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, you know, oh, oh, okay, I fuck dogs now. Fuck you, niggas. You know what this is. Y'all know what this is. And and the listenership was like, yeah, like it's it's clear as day. <laughs> it was clearly, it was no, um, it was no coincidence. It wasn't just serendipitous that um, he was talking cash shit about the pod. I'm sorry about the platform because they were treating them like trash. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, a bunch of bullshit happened for yeah, a week straight. Of random shit started a coming bunch out of, of random shit just came out of nowhere, <laughs> just materialized. You're right. All, all, you know, all of a sudden he beats, you know, he like, he's a domestic abuser and then all of a sudden he fucks dogs. And then he just took the time he needed to take. And what was beautiful about that was you could see him after the Instagram live the night before you see him on the pod looking weathered and just tired. Mm-hmm. So he's living his life on the pod. And so he's just sitting there like this kind of out, just out of it. And then eventually everyone's in their bag. And that's great that he has great co-hosts. Because they could keep this shit afloat, no problem. Mm-hmm. So he's like, man, you know what, fam? Do I even need to be here? <laughs> and they were like, man, like, we were wondering, like, we were surprised you showed up. We got this. <laughs> we got you. Just go home. He just, which is one of my favorite parts of when, this is so many episodes where he's just taking off the fucking headphones and, like, yeah. attacking mall for talking shit. Oh yeah, because they always beefing and shit, <laughs> or or like they're just clowning the shit out of him because hey yo, hey yo, hey, Joe yo, because <laughs> he always walking into shit. He's so pause worthy, and so um, you know, like he was just like, man, I'm not in it, I'm not with it. They're like, man, we we didn't expect you to be. So Rory took over and he did a hell of a job, more mm-hmm. than a hell of a job. It was without a hitch, and then the, the next day, he was all the way back. He's yeah. resilient as fuck. He has a strong mind. Strong mind, strong spirit. Like, man, you can't break me with no dumb shit like this. I have such a low opinion of you bitch-ass niggas already. So, I'm just going to take... Why don't even care? Yeah, so I don't even care. I'm just going to take a day to just resolve all of this mm-hmm. within myself and then with... You know, what? I already did the... Um, I got out in front of it. I hopped on Instagram Live and I went, yo, shit's crazy. I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to listen to some Sade and something to bring me down. Maybe some Xavier Omar kicking with my babe. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow with hopefully a better attitude. All right, so not tomorrow. The day after that, the next pod, Saturday, we cool. I'm coming in guns a-blazing. We good with a plan, with a plot, with a harebrained scheme. Let's get it. And it was it was just that. The next thing you know, the Joe Button Network is here. And I'm like, it's always been that. It's always been that. You know this. Oh yeah! Ever since Joe Button TV first came out, he was mouse button on Twitter, right? Now he was free to just completely and unabashedly just be the show that the show's always been, without mm-hmm. censoring anything. Cool ass intro, produced by DJ Premier. Shout out to Premier Primo. It was just dope, and now it is what it always was, but now it's fully what it, it's what it ought to be. Yeah. You know, he's got the first slate. You know, with the um, see the thing is. With the ladies, you know what I'm saying? You've seen an uh, old girl, I can't recall her name at the moment. Last name is Green, shout out to her. But her and a few other ladies, um, near and dear to him, gave them the platform, and that's the first show on on the slate outside of the JPP. You know what I'm saying? But just I just watched that show, one, as a fan of the show and what he's about and what this means to podcasters and podcasting, showing them a way. 
He's a dope about, individual. Yeah, just talking about ownership and this and that. Like, this was his true bag. Like, hip-hop treated him pretty well, but this is where his true – I think that that just got him closer to what his true gifts – his true gifts truly yeah. were. And it was this sort of thing because he's clearly a leader of men, you know what yep. I'm saying, and that sort of thing. And so he was actually bigger than hip-hop in that sense. He was. He, he like, definitely a, a, a leader and a personality, one of the best – one of the top personalities out right now. Yeah, like um, – it's Rogan and then like him. It's Rogan. Yeah, yeah. And Which like is crazy. And not on a hierarchy to me, just Rogan and him. It's just both Joes. Yeah. And then, and then everybody else. And then, and then everyone else. You know what I'm saying? And that's no disrespect to everyone else, but everyone else knows where the fuck they are. Because mm-hmm. they all listen to the JBP or they listen to the JRE. Yeah. And y'all should have known what it was when the JBP went on tour and did live podcasts. Yes. Like something you have never seen before. <laughs> Absolutely, you've never. Like they seen were that selling before. out arenas mm-hmm. as a podcast. That's that's unheard of. And they're going to definitely get back to doing that once we get into a COVID-free future. Right back to yeah, it, because yeah. there's so many bags that they can get from all different sorts of like ways. Because they're in music, they're in the music industry as well. Mm-hmm. Button adjacent, he's just not an active participant, but he's definitely deeply entrenched in like his connections, his networks from the decades he's been in the game and in radio when he was with Hot 97, I want to say, is like, um, they can write their own ticket. The same yeah. way Joe um, of the JRE, I was uh, thinking he understood because that's what he was always about. Yeah. Always about that. And then all of a sudden, someone slid a $100 million note up under the door and said, hey, you, you know, just think about it. And then he thought about it for a very short period of time and then uh, acted upon it in a way that doesn't seem to be suitable to the podcasting world. And it's yeah. the antithesis of what he's actually about or talked about being about. And it was only for $100 million, which yeah. of which he makes more than... And, you know, he like, he'll make that. In fact, if he asked all of us, his whole listenership, to give him, a, a two, like, two fucking dollars, just two bucks, hey, everyone, just give me two dollars. One, I would happily do it because I really value all of the variety and all of the content that he's given all of these years. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no fucking problem. I got five bucks. You know, I'll give you ten bucks. I'm not sweating. I'll give you that. If ten million niggas did that, and he's got way more listeners than that, Mm-hmm. He's got his hundred million dollars. He can stay yeah. at, and so no one else could have their hand in his pockets. No one else can be pulling on any marionette strings. He can have any guests he want, no matter who mm-hmm. the fuck they are. That's what made the show so special and cool. It's like, yeah, we go from Alex Jones to uh, Coleon Noir to Ted Nugent to um, Rashad Sugar Rashad, UFC legend, brother yeah. to Michael Bisping to. We haven't had Bobby Lee yet, but he needs to be on the show. To Eric Griffin, to Luis J. Gomez, to you don't know, but it's going to be everybody. A little yeah. some, a little something for everybody, everyone. No matter what your belief systems are, no matter what the the uh, commander f- uh, favor. If you're in the fucking spaceships and um, like you know, space. NASA and conspiracy theories. We got that. We got Eddie Bravo showing up to annoy every fucking body. Shout out to Eddie. But to annoy every fucking body because he's trying to take the show over. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't shut the fuck up. Shout out to Eddie. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what it's going to be. And then you got the fight companions and then you got all the shit. 
but you know, and then Spotify puts them inside of a fucking toaster. Yeah. Hellscape, like a Borg space pod. You know what I'm saying? And a really small confined space and just stuffs them into a toaster. Yeah. And then uh, says, hey, you can't do this and you can't do that. And you need to apologize for this and uh, uh, fucking apologize for that. Now he's just acting all out of character and shit. He is. He's definitely uh, switched up a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. like one of the first guests on the show was Miley. Silence. Mm-hmm. Now, you know that everyone in the show, Dr. Rhonda Patrick even, is an amalgamation of the inside of his brain, his mind, whatever his interests and curiosities are. That's where the show was going to go that episode. And then, of course, on those randomly numbered episodes, you know, Duncan Trussell was coming. On, on episode 13333, you know, some random shit like that, it's, it's going to be Duncan. On, on episode, you know, 666, it's going to be Duncan. And it's going to be the weirdest, most spaced out, mushroom fueled yeah. episode in the world. You knew that, you know, like you look forward to all of those because it was a tradition. You know what I'm saying? So when you see, oh, okay, switching over for a little bit. All right, cool, cool. Um, I hope this is a short-lived contract because one of the first guests was who? Miley? I'm sure that that wasn't an interest of his, though. <laughs> I'm sure that that wasn't a burning desire of his, but oh, you no. recommended it strongly. I don't know anybody that asked for Miley Cyrus and Yeah, no at one all. needs to ask for that, right? Like, no <laughs> one's asking per se for that, but, like, I don't know if E had a podcast as well. Maybe that would be the case. Probably. Something mm. like that, right? It seems to be a part of their bag, part of their demo. People who gives a, f- a fuck about extra, you know, that fucking TV show about shit that no one fucking cares about, but people who are extra, yeah. you know, like that's about it. So, you know. Like I'm just having uh, Kanye West on going through his whole political things that he wouldn't do. That was a good, yeah. that was an interesting turn, though, because yeah. he got Alex Jones on the show, and but he had that mitigated by adding Tim Dillon mm-hmm. to reduce the crazy, the potential crazy, and to kind of, like, smooth things, because Alex has a rough aura, and so if he gets off into his bag deeply... Now, of course, Joe can handle himself, but it also mm-hmm. helps to just diffuse tension when it's like Tim over there with his jokes, his fucking yeah. jokes. He's just comic relief. Yeah. It ain't shit about to be funny, per se, between just these two. Yeah, yeah, nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you got to have someone else there chilling in the cut, just throwing in zingers. Yeah. Bazinga. <laughs> Bazinga. You know? Bazinga. <laughs> you know? I'll be here all week ass nigga We need him chilling in the cut right? Just to make him palatable at all To Spotify But I'm sure they was pissed the fuck off Because they're trying to get Joe the fuck out of there Which is great Which is fantastic Because he doesn't need their money That's that's a weird thing I'm like you gave all podcasters a, a number though A number You already have your empire Keep building that shit You have access to rooms that Spotify doesn't have access to. Yeah. That's the kind of clout, cultural clout that you have the world over. You know what I'm saying? You can literally talk to anyone that you want. But I know not a, a lot of niggas that ain't fucking with Spotify. Mm-hmm. A lot of musicians. Uh, I mean, and it flies in the face of a lot of musicians he's 
been fans of, like your Sergio Simpsons, your the Black Keys, you know, like they pan niggas. You know this. Like this is just known throughout the whole industry. So if you're a fan of them, don't be a fan of these niggas. They don't really, really support them the way that they ought to. So for exactly. that reason alone, I'd be like, hey, fuck with y'all. $100 million? I just made that in the last two years. Yeah, he definitely didn't need it. And he has, he could have done anything. He's got mad companies like of his own. He like, he's got, he got everything. On it. <laughs> they sponsor the show, but that's his company. So he sponsors himself. <laughs> so it's like, bro, <laughs> with these bags, you don't need... See, it seemed to be like a power move on Spotify's part. I'm like, bro, you left. See, this is what happens when you're in an abusive relationship. So you get abused at YouTube and you're pissed. I understand. But you leave. And guess what? Everything slightly different seems like the move to make because it's at least not that nigga who was beating on me over here and mistreating me. Yeah. And so guess what? You end up in a cycle of abuse. Yeah, yeah. Because, you went to your next abuser. Yeah, because it's the same kind of guy. <laughs> Because you into the same kind of niggas. Yeah. And so you get treated the same kind of way, and it's the same kind of result. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, like, Joe Budden, like, again, they gave him $100 million. Joe clearly asked for something he felt he was worth, and he is, because Joe Budden brought all the people. They didn't have a podcast platform at all. They didn't have a model by which to develop and design a contract to pay niggas because they've never mm-hmm. done it before. So they got Joe on the JBP and he brought his people and he brought his millions. And so they built this whole thing out for your Amy Schumers and your Michelle Obamas and everyone else. Gimlet, who they gave $250 million fucking dollars. None of them yeah. bring the people. Like, Quibi just failed as a uh, like an entertainment app. That episode was interesting because he... Like, you know, let me take a, mo- a moment to just... Niggas don't ever... Don't ever fucking interrupt me and my business and my endeavors um, and what the fuck I'm doing with my life and my uh, company when I'm asking for $250 million, which I didn't. But, hey, let's say I did. Fuck it. Suppose I did. Guess who? Guess what Quibi did? They made $1.6 billion. They couldn't keep 72,000 people when they started, when they opened with 5.6 million subscribers when that trial went away after the paywall went away they managed to keep 72,000 people that's fucking pathetic it's sad and -hmm. it was pushed by the titans of industry Chris Hemsworth you see in the fucking Quibi commercial you see Tina Fey you see Colin Farrell like who it didn't matter who it was they were the biggest most famous niggas on the planet yeah, Charlie Sheen. All endorsing. All yeah. endorsing this shit. So they had infinite bucks. Mm-hmm. They had nothing like, you know, like if you type in a code in a fucking video game, like Rosebud, here's a code, y'all. If y'all play SimCity 4, which is 27 years old, I realize, and you type in Rosebud, you got money, and you can just do what you wanted. you right? Just a game shark cheat code for money, just income. That's what Quibi had. Joe surpassed and broke all of the benchmarks required of him via the contract with Spotify and they still didn't even give that nigga his bonus they didn't give those brothers on that show the bonus when they Mm -hmm. fulfilled their requirements not only did they they not do that but he didn't have a seat at the negotiation table they just said nah after what he did he made them relevant in the podcast community at all 
because if they didn't have a platform built out, they wouldn't have been able to attract the attention of someone like Joe Rogan, who has the numbers. But Joe Button has the numbers. He also he, he also has the culture, and because he has the culture, them niggas are going wherever he goes, idiots. So now you lost me, like like you lost hella subscribers to gain subscribers. So guess what? Sort of a zero sum. In a way, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not it's, like it's not the game that you thought it would be, because you lost. Yeah, they disrespected the disrespect they uh it was disrespect they approached Joe Button with was it's, it's ridiculous. And it was off like, of the heels of the musical disrespect, right? Mm-hmm. Music industry wide disrespect. Now the podcast wide disrespect. No one wants to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. After Joe, it's over, and yeah. Joe is almost over it. Because he thought it might be okay. I don't know what like where his head is, but this is the difference in cultures too, by the way. He's sort of designed to see uh, the best in situations and, you know, try to see, uh, you know, the best in things and uh, give people a chance and a shot. And no one's really trying to, you know, flim flam man him. You know what I'm saying? He, he, like, he comes from a different experience. Yeah. But at every turn... They're trying to get niggas out of here. Like, they're trying to play us. Like, they're trying to... Oh, of course. You know, they're... Like, they're trying to trick us. Like, they're trying to do this and they're trying to do that. Um, They're always trying to swindle you. Swindle. They're always trying to swindle you. They're trying to get bamboozled. Bamboozled us. Yeah. We're not taking it no more. And we ain't taking it no more. But someone like Joe can afford to give it a shot, give it a try. But we've always been played. Let's say from the time we were born, they had a plan for us, a plot, a harebrained scheme for us. Mm-hmm. So, we're, so we can see the mechanism of the machine. You see what I'm saying? Like this is the point I'm making, listeners. We have the eyes to see the treachery because our existence has been nothing but us trying to overcome and surpass insurmountable odds. Right. Because we fuel the machine. We are the fuel. We are its life's yeah. blood. Again, we're the number one consumer base in the world, in the cosmos, in the Milky Way galaxy. So you better believe this place that's founded and based on capitalism had a plan, a plot, and a harebrained scheme for mm-hmm. this from the time they were born, before they were born. Because we got uh, stats, statistics. We have a plan for you, unborn child. We had a plan for them too. Mm. Yeah, B. we we tried. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like those clinics and shit. They had a plan for that too. But yeah. should he had made it, or she had made it, we got plans for that too. So many, mm. so many pitfalls that we could fall into easily. Not to mention mass incarceration. Not to oh yeah, mass incarceration. Oh yeah, they're just vacuuming niggas up from inner cities and then spitting them out in country rural towns that have no industry. Yeah. And so you have your slave force, and now you have the giant penal system there, the the fucking prison colony there with mm-hmm. the city. Um, you siphon them from their towns, and their yeah. brain drain. They don't go to college, and yeah, and you start to cycle system. where they can't get a job, they oh, can't yeah. do certain things, so they'll just go right back. You got your workforce yeah. all over again. Push them out, they come right they back, right workforce all over. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy, ridiculous cycle. That's why I'm glad that we kind of, like, growing up in the country, open our, open our eyes at a young age to a lot of the, the bullshit that's going on in the world. Because we both personally experience 
that side of racism. Like there was literally 15 black people in our whole community. Uh, 16, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting some of uh, my people. So, you know, You're uh, talking about the whole city, right? Yeah, out of the whole- independence. Yeah, all independence. It was like 16, and three families. Than, and it, it, even less in our school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even less in our school. It was like me you put through the yearbook. And y'all. It was like three black documents. It was me like and y'all. Like, it was me, yeah. Travanti, Monkey D. Travanti. And then it was Alan, you. Oh, yeah. Daniel and Aaron. Yeah. yeah. Four Davis. Joe, Nim, and Jordan, they went to the other school. But they went to the other school. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right? so we saw a lot of this stuff growing up. So we were already kind of hip. And then once we got of age and we moved away and we experienced other cultures, we, I mean, we put two and two together at a young age. We had so We to. already knew what was going on. That's had a survival to. mechanism. We would die if we didn't. Like, it would yeah. be over for us before we even started if we didn't. You know And that's I'm why saying? it's important for y'all to leave where you're at right now at least go experience something because i'm telling you this veil is over your eyes and you're not really seeing the full spectrum of the world and the universe you'll see what you got on cnn or on the news you'll see what you um like the culture you'll see whatever's being put forced down your throat but until you actually get out and see shit with your own two eyes you won't never fully grasp what's exactly going on in this world they're trying to silence us they've been silencing us for forever and you need to understand that you have a voice and that you can get out there and you can accomplish whatever the fuck you're trying to do. I can cuss on you, right? Oh, <laughs> fucking course. Okay, I'm just checking. Absolutely. I get asked that question too and it throws me for a loop because I'm like, man, I've been saying all kind, I've been talking all kind of cash shit. It'd be weird for me to just lay down a law and a rule for y'all. Yeah. Nah, we, we, are, we are speak what's on our fucking minds, man. Communicate freely. And what's interesting too, so I just... I, illustri- I use that point to, to illustrate the cultural differences, right? So mm-hmm. Joe Rogan is a white man, and he's had, he has whatever strifes and struggles he's had as a person, yeah. yeah. But there's not as many layers to that lasagna at all. Let's fucking face it. Yeah. And he's been right. famous for a long time. For a long, long time. He's no fear so. factor, if y'all don't remember. Well, this, well this, is, like, this is what we're talking about. So this is also why I have to understand how he could have possibly not seen this shit coming going from YouTube to Spotify. Like that's not the same fucking lateral move with the mm-hmm. same kind of result. You see what I'm saying? They're trying to censor me. I'm, I'm like, you don't think that these niggas, bro, you're the most powerful mind and influencer. Like one of them in the world. Yeah. They want your people, but they also want to shut you the fuck up really yeah. because they just want your people to hopefully stay after I, like they get you the fuck out of here. Like they couldn't, they couldn't have expected you, unless they've never seen or listened to a fucking episode of the JRE. They had mm-hmm. to understand the influence that you did have, and they waited until you got as big as you can possibly get to neuter you in front of every fucking body, in front of the whole podcasting world and community to show us niggas, the rest of us, what the fuck this is, and that, and that it's all about the corporations and corporations win. Yeah, always. they are the owners. You have no fucking ownership. And guess what your price is, bitch? A hundred million fucking dollars. That's it. Yeah. So that's that's it. That's as good as it gets, podcasters. No matter how popular you are, this guy set the fucking stage. You see what I'm saying? He didn't think of this. He didn't think of how it affects the community. Oh yeah. Because white people don't have to think about how things affect the community. Mm-hmm. Because. They tend to do okay and fare pretty well unless they themselves failed themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you can't do nothing with your fucking privilege, 
You're trash. Because this is just your game to lose. Just don't fuck up. Look what you look at what you were no. born with. Look at what you got. Just don't fuck up. Us, it's so easy to die. It's so easy to be killed. It's so easy to yeah. be mistaken. It's so we easy. gotta roll a seven every time. And you get the you just don't gotta roll craps. You we gotta roll a seven every time. Craps. You just don't have to look, nigga, just don't get snake eyes. It's hard. it's easy to fucking do. Just don't get snake eyes. Just don't roll craps. Us, we gotta roll a lucky number seven every time. We gotta guess the right thing on the roulette wheel every fucking time. Mm-hmm. We've gotta be twice as good to get half as far every fucking yeah. time. We have to be stellar and spectacular, never before seen and experienced every fucking time. We've gotta be greater than good. We have to be impeccable every fucking time. Every time. We have to be undeniable every fucking time. We have to be unlike anyone else. Anyone else has ever experienced every fucking time. Yeah. We have to be their version of the highest form of ourselves every fucking time. Mm-hmm. Gotta be perfect. We have to be damn near perfect every fucking time. You know what I'm saying? Every fucking time. So at, at first I was taking the back. I'm like, how in the fuck didn't he see this shit coming? We well, ain't a nigga. Yeah, he's not. He hasn't had that experience. He hasn't had to... Um, you know, because, again, you can be mediocre as fuck, but be white and do pretty fucking good. Pretty great. Yeah. We're surrounded by mediocrity. We're in a land of mediocrity. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, meteoric rises can come out of mediocre-ass motherfucking people when the shade is right, when the situation's yeah. right, when the origin is right, when the cultural background is right, when it's proper. Mm-hmm. They don't really have one, but when it's right. But man, us, boy, the margin of error is crazy. It's crazy. Oh yeah. But I say that to say, just as an enlightened individual, somewhat, um, just I had to just think on that and meditate on that. And I was like, oh, he's he is. No matter how popular he is, no matter how powerful he might be, no matter how well respected and revered he is, no matter how great and huge his listenership is, he's a white guy. Mm -hmm. And And they do white shit. That's it. And so now, him being savvy, though, him being able to see through things and ruses, it, does, it, it doesn't occur to him naturally, but because he's experienced and hung out at the pool halls with the brothers and yeah. this and that, that gave him some seasoning so that he, he wasn't a bland, regular-ass dude because he is an interesting, cool guy, but he has his tendencies. He can't help that. Born that, born that way, raised that way. Fine. Yeah. But... He had to come around to, oh, wow, they are trying to censor me, aren't they, guys? I understand what all the hubbub and hoopla was about. At, at first, he's like, no, they're great. They're treating me well. Seems to be okay. Seems to be fine. We're like, no, nigga, it's a trap. He does Yeah, but we walk around like our first mode is, nigga, it's a trap. And it might not be, but yeah. we can't put nothing past nobody because, again, this is adaptive vitality for us as black men. It's so easy for them to lock us away and throw away the key over nothing, to mistake us and get us out of here all the way the fuck up out of here and kill us over nothing. So we got to be on fucking point. Our keen, our senses have to be so keen and so sharp in a way that no one else's senses are keen or sharp. We're all warriors, and they're trying to get us all the fuck up out of here. And so it's like, no, we got to be sharp. Yeah, like, gotta be sharp. In fact, we may like we have to be a little overreactionary, overprotective of ourselves and our people. 
Because they've always tried to get our tribe the fuck up out of here. The lost mm-hmm. one. So it's just like, you know, just in case, I'm not going to trust him just right off the bat because he's smiling in my face. Because, oh, boy, he's, you know, so-and-so. I've been done a certain way and treated a certain way at a time or two in my day. My parents always taught me and raised me to, right, don't put nothing past nobody. And their misery loves, loves company and this, that, the third. So we're always naturally a little paranoid and rightfully so, and we ought to be. If you want to stay here and remain here and not get played, and learn how to play this fucking game. You gotta understand the machinery, how it moves, how they move, how things work, how things go, and what's at stake. What's at stake? Because what's at stake is way different for me than it is for Joe. What's at stake is way different for Joe Button than it is for Joe Rogan. Way different stakes. But man, crazy influence, similar kinds of influence, you know. But their experiences are radically different. They're not the same. And that's what Joe was saying. He's like, bro. Don't ever say, don't ever interrupt me again when I'm trying to make my like my moves and my fucking plays. Y'all talking about me asking for too much fucking money when they gave this guy a hundred million fucking dollars, but two fifty's too much. But Quibi failed miserably, had all the resources in the world, but they can't mm-hmm. figure out a way because they aren't where it's at. They aren't yeah. cool. They don't manufacture or it's like no matter what y'all do, you can't use money to solve this fucking problem. You gotta have you gotta have culture, and you have to have influence. You have to influence the world, have the capacity to influence people, no matter who they are, the world over, to solve your problems creatively. But you can't because you are who you are, and you got what you got. And money can't fix this as easily displayed before the world. And so, yeah, five point six million people. Influence way more important than anything. Than anything, bro. And Joe does everything for the fucking culture button. And so it was like, yeah, they had 5.6 million. It dropped down to 72,000. 72, but they made 1.6 billion. I stay at that number. They made as a colossal failure of an enterprise, as a colossal failure, they made $1.6 billion. Niggas threw away $1.6 billion. But you don't value this brother who managed to keep millions and millions of people the world over yeah. and kept y'all afloat and just drag them to this platform and hey, uh, hey I'm moving over here cool we we pulling up moved them to that platform hey we over here now my shit the way it always should have been hey I was waiting for this I'm so excited about your new endeavor brother yeah stay black moved over to the Joe button no they never left but they just moseyed on right on over to YouTube and everywhere else where it's available is the JP is the JBP the way it's always been the way it always should have been no problem We're I'm, I'm glad that they uh, that they tried to shit on him because it's the best thing that could if, happen if they would have paid yeah it's the best thing that could happen if they would have paid him he would have stayed you know what I'm saying because if they never distracted him he would have stayed and we never the culture of podcasts and uh radio personality and things like that it wouldn't have moved forward yes they would just saw that as the pinnacle like they're looking at joe rogan like what they're doing is is a, a contradiction of each other you know what I'm saying they're doing exactly the opposite and everyone is seeing that yeah but everyone's siding with joe button right now because that's what the end goal for anybody that is on airways that's what they want to do they want to work for themselves they want to be able to get constant revenue um push the culture forward and pave the way for those behind them. Like that's what everyone should want to do. And 
you know, one of them just kind of got to a standstill and accepted their fate is what it is. And the other guys moving everything. And it, it really, it, it shifted the podcast landscape by him doing that. And that's why I appreciate him so much. You know what I'm saying? He's one of the most, it was crazy. He's like the most important podcaster up to now. He's the most important one. He's the <laughs> yeah, most yeah. important one of all time. Cause it, yeah, because yeah. At, at one point it was Joe because yeah. what Joe did was it it wasn't malicious. He didn't mean to because I, again I set the stage to explain why he probably did what he did. Yeah. Cuz that's what white dudes do. They get a number and it's like, "Well, that looks pretty good." And then they're not they don't have the foresight, none of the shit like uh, some of them don't to just understand how it affects a community. Because they don't have a lot of a community, brother. They really don't. Mm -hmm. When it comes to elections and shit, yeah, they pull together. But they don't have much of a community. Our community is all that we have. That's all that we have is our culture and our community. Because they stripped and they try to strip all of that shit away from the jump as soon as we got here. Mm -hmm. So we we made it our life's fucking goal and mission to at least have that. If nothing else at all, we got each other. Even though we have our problems and our strifes and our struggles, of course, because we ain't all the same. But that's a whole nother podcast. But with that being said, that's all that we got. And so that's all, like, that's what we push for above money and above all things and mm-hmm. is, 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 is ownership and not putting a cap on what we're worth. Yeah. Bro, you're worth more than $100 million. You, so you settle for $100 million? Do you know what that $100 million was for you to shut the fuck up? Yeah, hush money. For you, for you to shut your bitch ass up. How much do, do you need for us to... Because guess what? If I give anybody $100 million, Alan, they better do what the fuck I say. Yeah, they better jump as high as I tell a nigga to jump. Yeah. I don't care what it is. You know? I want you to meditate under a vat of tar. It's not even water. It's not even possible. But if I tell you to do it and, and I gave you $100 million, that's what you're doing. That's, that's what today's episode is going to be about. All right, under tar meditation, not even un- underwater meditation, which is the thing. Under tar, uh, under tar meditation, nigga. I gave you hundred million dollars. Yeah. You're going to dance. You're you're dancing. Mm-hmm. So, a brother like I'm not the smartest person in the world, but man, I'm sitting on my couch like, you do you know what you're doing? You don't know what you've just done. And he's an OG. He's one of the ar- architects of the podcast game. I'm like, you didn't see. You talked all about like this is your modus operandi. Like this is mm-hmm. like this is your shit. Like that's why I was all about it. I'm like, oh, ownership, hell yeah. Like you, you know, and, and we happily listen to all of the sponsors at the top of the show. Usually niggas are annoyed by that. I'm like, nah, because I understand what allows him to be independent. I understand what yeah. allows him to build this whole studio and pay young Jamie a, a handsome amount of money. I'm sure at this point and to do what he wants and live the life he wants and have the guests that he wants. I know this all comes at a price. Guess who's footing the bill, butcher box on it, which is his company, uh, true green or whatever that shit is for Sigmatic Laird, superfood lion's mane. I even memorized that shit, bro, because that's how much of it. Hundreds and hundreds of episodes, you know? So for him to do that, it actually flies in the face of his actual demographic. Now I'm wondering if he, he even understands his people because he should know that if they're anything like him, he's the least like himself compared to 
his listenership. His that listenership everybody else. are like little Joe Roganites, right? And so they would immediately be pissed, and they are mad as fuck at what he did because he brought them up and cultivated them and cultivated a culture of people who would see and call bullshit when it comes to things like this. Mm-hmm. That's what the whole show is about. That's what yeah. it's always been about. And for him to do something like that, hey, guys, um, I'm moving over to podcast, uh, moving over to Spotify, and uh, we're super excited. But everyone's going to get the episodes. Did you really just, you're going to act like this is going to go well for you? Yeah. Because, bro, they used to torch this nigga over things and over, like, goofy shit that he would say or do on the podcast in the comments below already. So you already yeah. know that we give you a hard time and that the people give you a hard time because guess what? You don't take yourself seriously and you're humble in that way and you've cultivated a culture of people who can feel free to keep you in check as well. And to keep you in line and keep you as you as you can possibly remain in this crazy industry, in these crazy industries as well. You know what I'm saying? And so they found you as you found them and you guys just it was a beautiful, like, it's a beautiful kind of thing and r- relationship. And so it's like, bro, we didn't all of a sudden lose our way and understanding of things. You all of a sudden lost yours and understanding of things. You lost your your perspective. We're not tripping. We've seen a lot of episodes, man. We know how this shit goes. Yeah. We know how it should go. We know how the set design ought to be and what made us feel the most at home. This Borg spaceship shit, that ain't it. Like, we know all of this. We know what kind of lighting it ought to be. You like, you always just came back from the Bahamas now. Red as fuck. Yep. Fuchsia. Like, all of this shit we're saying as a way to, like, hey, bro, we're trying to make this the greatest it can possibly be. In fact, we were cool with the way it was. Because guess what was on that giant table with all that space? It was basically a histogram or a, a chronology via mm-hmm. symbols of objects on his fucking table. You you can remember the episodes that, um, you know, where someone might have brought a gift where, like, Maynard... Keenan, he left a fucking giant wasp hawk hawk wasp thing that it's a giant fucking bee basically. Okay. It, it, it's it's like a a wasp hawk. I don't know what the fucking thing's called, but it's huge. You know th- that's sitting there, and this thing is sitting there. You know because the Incas used to use it to like conjure spirits or something like that. You know the thing that they were using in certain episodes. It, oh, <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, bro. But it's nuts, right? You can remember this shit. And you can just go back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes and just eradicated all of that. It's all clean yeah. and futuristic. I'm like, what? What is this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then the guests are weird. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not comfortable anymore. It's not cozy. It's not, not organic. It's not, not organic. It's not because guess what? In the back of our minds, we're just comparing, and we're feeling the result oh this is the spotify rogan now this is the spotify result mm-hmm. well yeah the moment you see miley cyrus two episodes into the new shit you're like oh god here we go i didn't even watch it i, I refused oh it was not getting watched at all oh, yeah. shout out to mm-hmm. jerry but boy fuck are you doing get it together you know what i'm saying so i think that that's why he said i need to do an about face right now i don't care what's at stake when it comes to one, I got to know that I'm okay and that Spotify can't do shit to me. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. I can get Spotify to forgot, like, up out of here if I want to. And so uh, he had to, all right, I need Alex Jones. I need, uh, I, need, I, need I need to get my niggas back on the show. I don't care how polarizing they are. I don't care what stance yeah. they got. 
I need to, for my people, my tribe, I need to do this. If not, I'm going to lose them. Because they'll happily go somewhere else. Because, I, again, I've cultivated a culture of people that can do without me. Yeah. I did. I did that. These are the yeah. monsters that I created. Yeah, so he, he had, raised the whole culture. Yeah, he got a whole cult following. He's got a cult following, and they will happily cut you to fuck loose, bro. <laughs> you, that's what, that's what you wanted them to do. That's what yeah, you wanted them what... to do. He empowered. He empowered them. He empowered yeah. us to be like, you know what? Fine, fuck you, bro. Like you lost your way too, and you, you are the nigga that you was talking about this whole time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? So don't do that. Don't do that. You know. Yeah, I'm so disappointed in him, man. That's it's crazy. You know. Uh, yeah. Joe Joe. Now, as no. a fan as a fan, <laughs> right, man. I'm over here like <laughs> when I heard. See, now as a fan, like I'm sorry, as a supporter. Fuck a fan. As a supporter, I'm I'm here. I'm here still. But he's got to do better, and you got to want him to do better, and urge him to do better, and not remain silent about the shit. And like, hey, hey, man, like you, like you, like you fucking up, fam. Am I fucking up? Yeah, you fucking up, fam. Everyone's saying that you fucking up, fam. This is trash. And then he does shit like Alex Jones is on the show, Tristan uh, Harris is on the show, who did the Social Dilemma, which is an incredible documentary. Also ironic. Because every motherfucker on that motherfucker have already got their billions, already got their bags. Of course, you can be the former CEO, CFO, CTO, and CEO of a fucking company after you've already ruined the world. But that's what the 50 fucking nerds in Silicon Valley have always done and what they've always done since way back in antiquity. They ruin the world, feel, feel bad about it later because, again... Your Joe Rogans of the world don't think about how they affect communities because, yeah, again, yeah. they as people have never been truly about community because they don't yeah. fuck with each other. It's all about self. It's all about self. And so if they culturally, and they don't have much of one, if they, if they've never been attached to a community and not truly ever a community, then they don't give a fuck about the ramifications of their actions. So mm-hmm. these nerds were like, well, I never got pussy in high school or middle school, and here's an easy way to get it. I'm going to create an app with a certain algorithm that makes do 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 But when humans get a hold of that shit, they turn into a whole new beast, and they're like, damn, this is a monster, and it's ruining lives. People are killing themselves. No precedence numbers. I didn't think about that. Have you thought about killing yourself? Yeah, time or two. Well, you that nigga, right? Yeah. You, you nerds <laughs> you you nerd create that stuff. That tool to address your deepest, deepest insecurities as a human being, as a man, and it's getting motherfuckers killed. They're killing themselves. They're killing others. Um, right? They're ruining their lives, other people's lives, taking their own lives, taking lives because of your insecurities. White, yeah. white guys, I, like nerdy guys no. who never got the girl, who who never who never got nominated to be home uh, homecoming court. Or, or king, none of that shit. All because you haul monitor ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? They become the police that abuse their power. They become yeah, the nerds who go overboard. And in yeah. Silicon Valley, that fuck everything up, that fuck up the very fabrics of society. And they come up with the documentary, or they're in the fucking documentaries. Like, yeah, I used to work for Pinterest. Well, man. It's hard for me even to get off the app that I made. It's tough. Guys, I'm just letting you guys know. I'm so sorry for all of the bullshit. 
that I've done and the irreparable damage I've done because now the AI and the algorithms that they just do, they run the show and they they run everything. They run everything because yeah, machine learning. So they get smarter by playing themselves off of themselves and building more accurate and precise models as to the kind of person they think that you are to target ads and to target this and target this and target that and to make you into more of a machine. And basically we're all cyborgs. I'm sorry. I was just, I thought it'd be pretty cool. They reduce it to that. I just, I thought, I thought it'd be cool, but you're an uncool ass nigga. You're yeah, an you uncool cool. ass nigga. You were never cool. Yeah. And that's what and just be about. uncool. Just Ain't no wrong with being yourself. Hey, be yourself, be yourself. bro. Once you try to step outside of yourself and you try to be something else or you're envious of other things, you destroy yourself, man. And you destroy everyone else because you put everyone in the driver's seat that you were in your whole life. Now no one feels cool because there's a fucking like feature on Instagram. Now I go tadap and now I can see how many niggas like this. And we're not even designed to give a fuck about 10,000 niggas opinions about us. But Mm. now everyone can see, well, they got 6,793,661 likes and views. I got 11. I feel like fucking trash. Because you thought that the heart thing would be cute and cool, nigga. Because you never got notes passed to you in class, nigga. Now the world is suffering. Now children are suffering. You know what I'm saying? Now the suicide rates of children are unprecedented, incredibly fucking high. Yeah. You know, ages 15 and under and 19 and above. Like because you crazy. made love and all this bullshit and all this respect virtual yeah. instead of actually going <laughs> and, and just becoming and a better motherfucker. Like maybe yeah, taking yeah. up a martial art, maybe uh, trying a sport, getting washed, but figuring out, hey, I'm going to just put my mind to work instead and just do something a little different. Yeah. I don't do so well in the physical realm or do mad push-ups and sit-ups, nigga, sweat a little yeah. bit, hurt a little bit, bleed That's a little it. bit, cry a little bit, and get motherfucking better. Build your fucking character. That's what struggle does. Mm-hmm. But you weren't trying to do that. You were, you, like, you were trying to find a fucking shortcut and an easy way to fucking do it. And you did it using your brain, but not using your fucking brain. Because now look at what the fuck you've done. And now we have a documentary called The Social Dilemma, which is all about it. And it's got you niggas featured. Y'all drive this whole narrative. Now, I appreciate you stepping forward and going, hey, y'all, yep, world, planet, Milky Way galaxy, you need to be aware of the shit that we created that we can't control anymore. Fuck y'all. You know? Fuck y'all. Fuck I'm y'all. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you started this ball rolling, man. It's That's what they've always done. Yeah. What are we going to do now? You know? Nobody going outside. Racism Y'all should all everything. just go outside and get, just go to the hood. And just get in a fight. Get punched in the face. It builds character. Get punched in the fucking face, man. Get punched in the fucking face. Get socked in the mouth. Get yeah, punched in the face. It. And swing back. Like, don't, don't ball learn, up. And learn swing how to fight. Yeah. Because you're going to want to learn how to fight after this. This is, we're primal. We're primal. Yeah, we we're, we're all hunter-gatherers. We're, yes, we used to be. <laughs> I, I got a book for you. <laughs> Fuck wheat. You see what wheat did to niggas? It allowed for us to build skyscrapers, you know, skyscrapers, you know, someday and processors and quad core and hexacore and octacore phones and shit. But it made a bunch of bitch ass niggas at the same damn time because we used to be foragers. We used to go and hunt and go and gather and go and get shit. But mm-hmm. once you started to live next to your food, you yeah. became food. Yeah. Became we, soft. We became <laughs> built like the food. Yeah. You know, we got to get 
the same ailments that the food gets because we live so close to the food. Mm-hmm. That's because of the wheat. And the wheat requires so much work and attention that you got to sit still all of the time. So you build settlements. You don't go and, right? So you ain't building up the skills or the the instincts. Yeah, you lose that. You, you lose that shit. You gain you other abilities. Everything. You, right? That's a byproduct of just us being humans and inventive. But, mm-hmm. boy, you lost your primal way. But it always you rears itself when shit like this happens. Like, election time, political campaigns, we get primal. We start throwing sh- our own shit at ourselves, each other. We get primal. We turn straight back into chimps. And whatever the fuck we were before this, the mole people, the shrew, the shrew people, uh, <laughs> whatever the fuck <laughs> it was, these niggas turn right back into whenever, like, uh, you know, the girl that they thought was into them, they saw him at the skate ring with another nigga, and they thought that shit was cool, or their fucking text messages, it, like, it, like it got left on red. Because these fucking nerds, again, circling back, why would you do that? Why would you create that kind of, like, riff? Why would, mm-hmm. you, why would you, as a feature, put red so niggas have one more thing to be miserable about? Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. to know when someone's read my shit. I'll know when a nigga responds. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, or I just send it. Just or, send it. Or when she responds, I send it and frisk me my phone out the fucking window because I don't want to know because I might be on fire if I see red and like and then it gives you the timestamp. Uh, <laughs> it gives you when a nigga read it, and so if and then they go further like Apple does, uh, <laughs> like they'll. Uh, the heart, the thumbs up shit. Oh yeah, bro, you can like they the literally, text messages. They, <laughs> they literally put a, a cool story, bro, in that motherfucker. The thumbs up is a cool story, bro, to me. That's disrespectful as fuck. It's like, bro, I wrote a whole, I sent a whole gif. I like that shit was classic. It was quality. It was comical. I took the time out of my day. This could be that. anyone's reaction to that shit, and it, it just goes. <laughs> I sent this nigga a link to something that could change his life. Oh shit, wait till I see this nigga. Oh my god, this has broken up so many relationships. Yo, it had to have, bro. I, I used to I used to send girls thumbs up back in the day. No when, one uh, uses their words. Yeah, they're, they're conditioning niggas I, to not use words at all. <laughs> because emoticons, whatever that shit is, the emojis were we accepted that eventually. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. this this can be fun. But boy, they took it a step further. They said, no, nah, y'all ain't, you ain't got to tap shit no more. You could just think and then a, a, a slow thumbs up appears on your screen to go, hey, cool, <laughs> hey, cool story, bro. I don't have the time to even type ellipses, a dot, a period. Mm-hmm. I can't even, I'm too lazy to type an exclamation point, even though I'm super excited. Ain't no niggas laughing out loud. They got stale face on the other fucking side, but they going LOL, LMAO. You know what I'm saying? Nope, not even doing that no more. It's a pop-up on your phone that says, so-and-so emphasized your message. What the fuck is emphasized? And why am I getting a message saying that? And why are you telling me that they're not telling me some shit? Fuck you and fuck them. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's like, they... And it goes back to the 50 nerdy-ass fucking dudes, ages 20 to 35, in Silicon Valley, these nerdy-ass white dudes, who are responsible for how niggas really physically feel, Mm -hmm. mentally feel, spiritually feel, and how they behave. 
because of their lack as men and women. I'm sure there's some sprinkled in there, but how they feel, how lackluster they fucking feel. You know what I'm saying? How that's fucking the world up, and this leads to this leads to the documentary about niggas. Going, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you niggas are always sorry, but if you say that you're sorry enough, guess what you are. You're just that. Yeah, you are fucking sorry. sorry. Yeah, you just sorry. Some man. old sorry ass niggas. Don't be sorry. Fucking fix it. Do yes. something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like Money Mike said, don't be sorry. Hope be careful. <laughs> Your eyes ain't supposed to just be hazel. They're supposed to do some damn work around here. Yeah. <laughs> Money Mike. Hey. <laughs> Shout out to Cat. Shout, Shout out to Cat. Shout out to Cat. Boy, I've been on more than one day. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. Like, um, basically, people are allowing technology to be their entire lives now, which is. They don't have like, entire lives. Like, when we grew up, like. You know, we would see these things in like movies and TV shows, and we'd be like, "What? This is crazy!" Yeah. And then we're actually like borderline living in it right now. We live in my just imagining report. where we're gonna be in 15, 20 years. I don't even want to imagine. Blowing my fucking mind. Like I'm moving. Like I'm moving to Australia. Like I'm out of here. <laughs> you know what? I got a homie. So I want to say the podcast before. No, the podcast. Two podcasts before this. Two episodes mm-hmm. before the one that we're doing tonight. Um, was with a homie of mine, Aaron. Aaron lives in New South Wales. Okay. He's amazing. He's an incredible, like, lifetime martial artist. He's a dope-ass dude. We talk about anime and music and hip-hop all the fucking time. If you move to Australia, I will connect you. Yeah, connect me. I want to go back. Because it's like serious. the greatest country I've been to. Yeah, like, you sound serious. And, like, yeah, yeah. you know, and... I love us wherever we at. All right, not China. They don't fuck with niggas at all. But other than that, <laughs> oh, they don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Yeah, you, they don't. They That's don't. The one place. Hell, that place is cold. They don't fuck with Japanese people. They don't fuck with themselves. Yeah. You know how bad they be disrespecting their own people? My gosh. <laughs> Jeez. I'm not Chinese. Boy. <laughs> Taiwan. Hey, Taiwan. <laughs> Taiwan hates them niggas because that's old. That that's ancient. That's actual former. Like that's China. Yeah. This new China was the, you know, that was after the insurrection. All of mm-hmm. the stuff that shows Chinese antiquity. That's in Taiwan. That's because that's where they moved all of the museums and shit. That's because this new technocracy that they've created, where they got robot fighters that join the UFC and shit, and that like they have the complete inability to. Because they have a different kind of society and setup, they're not individuals. Like if you ask anyone, no matter the pinnacle of achievement that they achieve in the Olympics or in the UFC, um, you know, hey, how do you feel about being crowned the champ of the? I like to thank China. Uh, we like to show the world that we're strong. China is strong. They have to say that. Yeah, they have to. Do they sound yeah. like they want to say it? They have to if, say it. And in fact, you know, if they don't say it, they're gonna get killed. It's so they get back, or they're over. banished. Or just banished from the country. <laughs> let's just say that there's some consequences, and I'm not sure what those are. But niggas just go missing. They really do, mm-hmm. because if you're not in 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 just accordance, it's over. You like, do you understand this? Like, listeners, this ain't me just being like a conspiracy theorist, but it's just 
it's kind of like common sense, really. Um, everything that is driven completely by the government in the way that that is makes every part of it a component of it. So no matter how individual that person might seem, even if they're in an individual sport or pursuit or if they're an actor, it's usually they are, and you can assume that they are, an extension or proxy of a government. So they are an extension. They are a government actor, like acting. They're, an, they're, a, um, they're just a proxy of the extension of that government outreach to whatever that government's end is, whatever their industrial um, interest is, wherever in the world it might happen, even in combat sports. It's like, all right, so like, the next thing you hear is, yeah, so Dana White, you know, you know forging a deal with the so-and-so commission over in China, you know, to have some UFC events over there too, and they them built a whole arena for it, holds a billion people. Or holds seven hundred people. Like that's what you hear next, and that's what. Yeah. Hey, we're co-financing uh, films uh, now, and so we got this uh, fucking production. Now the movie's about to be looking weird because it's like, why is half shot there and half shot here? The setting changes don't make sense. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The change of names and like, wow, I thought this brother would be in the movie more. No, mm-hmm. it, they don't like niggas, man. They're kicking yeah. Nigerians out now, and we don't fool with them, yeah. but. Like, they literally, they will cut. Like, you'll see a cut of a movie in America, and it will look different if you see that shit in China because, again, the less niggas, the better. Now, I don't know, you know, exact history, but I'm not lying. You know what I'm saying? No, it's just, so it's just, it's very, it's very interesting, you know? It's, it's every very every single country I've been to, like I said earlier, like, at first, they kind of, they're, they're taken aback, and then they figure out who you are. Like, it's crazy that you just said the thing about, like, Nigerians and stuff. Like, when they see me initially, they automatically, they think I'm African. Automatically. Mm-hmm. Which I don't mind. Like, that's cool. Like, I embrace my African brothers. a hey, more power to everybody. But when they figure out that I'm American, that's when they start to fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they don't most countries, they don't fuck with uh, Africans, man. Nigeria, it dies crazy. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of Nigerian homies uh, and homegirls all over the place, and they know what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what the hell I'm talking about. We can't just walk anywhere here in the States. No. Same thing. <laughs> we born here. We've been here longer than niggas that get treated way better than we do. Niggas can just yeah. get here and get the red carpet rolled out. Yeah. We still trying to be okay being at Walmart be okay uh, eating where we want to eat, yeah. uh, going to Buca de Beppo's, you know what I'm saying? Like, wherever yeah. it might be, whatever the sporting event might be, we still trying to fight for our space here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I just took a uh, I just took a little road trip last weekend, and I stopped at – I had to stop. I missed my major city gas station that I needed to pull to. <laughs> I had to stop at a bumfuck country-ass gas station, and what? when I say I was in that motherfucking nervous, like, pumping my gas, and I had to piss, mm-hmm. so I had to walk in the store, walk past these, I, I'm not just going to assume people are racist, that's not what I do, but when I say I was uncomfortable, and I thought I might have to either fight or do something to get out of there, like, that all ran through my head, but you know it's because we're cautious, but you got to be aware of your surroundings. And it could cost you your life as a, a yeah, it could cost you your life a black person. Yeah, it could just cost you your life. Yeah. And we grew up in these areas, so I know exactly what the fuck it looks like. Mm. When I start seeing cowbells and no other people of color anywhere, nuts hanging off trucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see them Confederate flags hanging off trucks and everything <laughs> like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, stacks, I know what time it is. Stacks coming out of the fucking uh, the bed of the trucks, bu- <laughs> a, bu- a bunch of Dodges. Oh, hey, bills. Yeah, I'm like, man, <laughs> nah, I'm not. You know, I'm talking about the fucking diesel stacks. Yeah, you know, what I'm yo. Saying? So where we grew up in Independence, Kentucky, we live right next to a trailer park. Like we were in a good neighborhood, and then the, there was a trailer park next to us, mm-hmm. and they treated us worse than the trailer park people. Which is crazy, <laughs> bro. That's ridiculous. We which, had, you shouldn't treat anybody bad whatsoever. But the social status, we were like mid families. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we're middle class. <laughs> they didn't want you to know that about yourself. They didn't want you to right. act like that. They didn't want you to know. Go home, nigga, and they spray paint that shit on our garage door when we moved mm-hmm. in in '94 Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yep. It happened rather immediately. Now, after that, that's when Miss Sherry and them started bringing over pies and stuffed peppers and uh, wonderful things once they got to actually know the niggas that moved in, you know, that sort of thing. But, boy, just immediately, like, this is how, like, this is the kind of things we have to be cognizant of wherever we are, no matter where we are, because we can't put nut like, we can't put nothing past nobody, especially when, you know, there's no cursor like this ain't NBA 2K like there's not a certain cursor with a certain set of attributes. Oh, hey, hey man, that nigga got handles. Like you see a dude dribbling below his feet, that means he got handles. You know what I'm saying? So I would throw the ball to Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? And that way he could just finesse and maneuver and like score in the paint. No, we don't know what their attributes are. We we don't know where their origin is. We don't know what their family taught them to put in their heads. We just gotta assume that uh, some shit can. Uh, can possibly jump off and just move accordingly and just err, just err on the side of caution. But also, we were taught to have open minds and open hearts as well. Yeah. We was kind of raised and cultivated that way to just respect and have a love for everybody. Um, but also just be open to them not being that asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that has us traveling the world and seeing things and speaking on our experience as we do. Listeners, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, like So it's definitely... I was treated pretty well, actually, when I drove across the country, but I did it at a way different time, <laughs> right? Because I did it back in 08, and I did it in 09. I okay. drove across the United States. You just did it, right? Yeah, I just did it yeah, uh, that, a few months ago. Yeah, ain't yeah. nobody fucking... I'm sure that was nuts. Wherever you well, were. Well, it, it wasn't that bad, so I kind of... So I had to map out my area. Mm-hmm. So when I drove to L.A. originally... It was pretty bad because I, I wanted to see things. I wanted to go sightseeing. I wanted to stop by the craters and see the museums and things like that. So I took like a four-day trip. Mm-hmm. But even me stopping in those little country towns in Oklahoma and Texas and all over the place, uh, New Mexico, and it, I was nervous, man. Oklahoma, like if I had a license, man. like if I, had, if I could carry across state lines, I definitely would have been locked and loaded. I had a car break down. I had a Ford Taurus 96, and it broke down in Oklahoma. And, like, them them folks in Sepulpa, Oklahoma, it might have had 17 people, like, a population of 600 small. And it was an automotive district, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. I, I, I pretty much spent half the day there. And a country dude, he's like, hey, I'm driving up to Tulsa. I broke down at the pop shop. It was a mom and pop shop called the Pop Shop, family owned, obviously, and uh, white people. 
And this old white dude was like, I'm actually, uh, I'm driving up to uh, Tulsa. That's the major city. It's about an hour and a half away, hour away. I'm going up there to uh, Napa Auto Parts to get some parts myself. I could just bring you back the piece you need. I'm not going to say no. Thank you so much. And so I was just sitting there meeting people, members of the community. There was one black dude. Black people find their way into every nook and cranny, dog. I don't know how this nigga got there <laughs> or why this nigga's there, but that's what they do. And that's, I guess that's what we got to do to bridge the gaps uh, yeah. and understand. He's like, be everywhere. Be omnipresent. That way you're not misunderstood. That way, if everyone knows a nigga, niggas can be more readily understood. If you never interacted with one, you're just left to assume what your prejudices and how the media portrays niggas and, like, mm-hmm. and, and this and that, right? That's a part of the problem with America. It's too large a landmass, and it has a centrality. Yes. It has a centrality, though. But there's so many different styles of living here, like per state, and region, and dialect, and tone. And so it's so large a landmass. And in any other part of the world, these will all be different countries. Mm-hmm. But here, they're just states. Yeah. And we're supposed to all be the same, right? So... Our experiences are different and everything. Our styles of governance, the people's dispositions, like is just different. That's why it's always a fucking mess. Yeah. But um went up there, came back with the part, I slapped that shit on um one guy, another guy helped me put that shit back, the the serpentine back on, the belt tensioner pulley, the whole nine. And rerouted it around the engine and we slapped the bitch on and I was along my way. Um, you know, and I could have been closed minded. <laughs> But I wouldn't get no fucking weird, dog. I would, I, I, I would still be in that bitch, still be in Sepulpa, <laughs> trying to figure out a way to get from there to St. Louis and from there to Ohio and then down into Kentucky, back home mm-hmm. by Christmas. But they made sure, you know what I'm saying? So it's interesting, man. But it helps to have we, – we are country boys, and so we know how everyone works. That's one of our yeah, superpowers because we, we, we know do. them better than they know themselves. That's one of the – Superpowers the blacks have. One, mm-hmm. that's adaptive vitality too. Yeah. As a survival mechanism, we had to understand who was potentially our enemy. Better, in order to be successful and increase the likelihood of survival, we had to understand them better than they understand them. We had to know their tics, their quirks, their interests, their their true desires. We had to know all of this shit about them. Mm-hmm. As they're trying to figure out who they are and what they are, like no. I understand you. I know you. Yeah, I know. I know you. I know all about you. And I don't even know you, but I know all about you. Yeah, I know what you're about. I know I know, I know what you're about. I know your tics. I know all of it. And I had to... I know uh, your history better than y'all know y'all's history. I know our yeah. history better than y'all know. Yeah, we had to. We had I to. caught myself... Um, when I when I do got to stop in these nooks and crannies, these country-ass places, these uneasy, unnerving-ass places, uh, I catch myself putting on my... My uh, my Kentucky accent, and that's the first thing I say is, "Hey, I'm from the country. Yeah, I'm from the country in it's, Kentucky." It's disarming, yeah, bro. It, it disarms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're cool. Like if I'm talking like my regular, like this is kind of nah. You think you know stuff, anymore. huh? You think you know yeah, things? Yeah, exactly. But we know what the fuck they're saying, and we know how to talk like that because we were raised around it. And uh, we also know the coded language that they speak. Yeah. We know what motherfuckers are really saying when they're double talking. Mm-hmm. We know what they're really saying. We know how to translate immediately what they really said. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm glad that I was raised in the country. And then I oh, moved yeah. to the city. I learned that. I know you moved to Louisville after that. And I know that opened you, you know what I'm saying, to a lot of different things. But we were right next to Cincinnati, too. Mm-hmm. And then you went out to L.A. Like, like you went out there. And so. you see how us being country folks, right, they have a – I was talking to J.C. about this last night. They have a common sense about them that city folk don't motherfucking have. Oh, yeah. A lot of city – so, like, L.A., for instance – um, it's cool. I dig it. It's nice, but I'm thankful that I'm a country boy in a city versus being a city person in a city or you know this that and the third. Uh, because what you see is how phony and fake and fugazi and equally detrimental to your health these motherfuckers are. <laughs> in L.A. or Detroit, any place where there are city slickers. Mm-hmm. No good two timing people ain't that, that that ain't worth a hill of beans. You mm-hmm. know that right off the rip because people in country towns they can see through people fast. Think about our grandmas. Right on. Think about our grandpas. Think about our mama and papa. You know what I'm saying? How fast they can just see through people because they may not have all this, the book smarts and have read all these books and shit and got all these degrees and certifications for no reason and all the shit. But boy, they got a sense about them. We do. You know, they, they That's because we take the them. we take the time to learn. Like we take the time to talk to people. Like we talk to our whole community, regardless of who you are, where you're from. If we live in the same neighborhood, like in the south, in the country south, I don't mean in the south because that's city south, but in the in the country south, you talk to everyone that you basically come across. Mm-hmm. So you're able to pick up on their aura, you're able to pick up on their personalities, what their intentions are. All by a handshake and a hello, mm-hmm. and 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 so that's why I understand what you're saying. Like being a country guy in a city, like it's it basically the, like the best that you could be. That's the best. When that I, you I be. know when I moved out there, and I had to navigate, and we had our conversation when I first got there. You were telling me how things were out there, and I was figuring stuff out. It was easy for me to transition out there because. Like country guys, we could fit in anywhere. Anybody. We're loved by everybody, and we could just throw on our accent like this, and and we're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it don't all the way leave. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I got mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially when I'm around my folks, it definitely comes out even more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like I ain't got to switch, cold switch, and do shit. You know what yeah. I mean? And like nowadays, especially, it's like, bro, I am accomplished. I don't have to fucking. Do a fucking thing. This is me. This is who I am. This is how I sound. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what are you gonna fucking do? Like what are you gonna do about it? Like what are you gonna fucking do? You know what I'm saying? Like what are you gonna fucking do? You know, <laughs> you have no idea about all of my ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. No idea about all my ideas. What you got planned, bro? Man, I oh um, what do I got planned? Nothing, man. Because we got to do this again. Yeah, yeah, we definitely got to do this again. Uh, I got some stuff that I'm like pushing right now. I got a, I got an app coming out. It was crazy. We were talking about the stuff earlier. I'm not doing it for the nerd reason, though. I'm doing it to get paid. I'm not trying to get. <laughs> bro, bro, that's the only fucking reason why nerds make apps. 
niggas yeah. to get paid. You know, just yeah, to get paid do. and to get laid for them. Yeah. But I'm already getting laid, so I'm done. Then just get paid. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you gonna get laid if you getting paid. Yeah, you are gonna get laid. Okay, if you that's paid, not then. that is not true. I I I misspoke. Joe Budden and them was just talking about that. He's like, hey, 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 listeners out there, niggas, if y'all thought that this shit was just gonna happen for you when you became rich, I'm here to tell you, nope. <laughs> Still having the same struggles as a man and as a male with girls and this and that. Like, mm-hmm. that was an important point. Like, he's so real, bro. He's like, bro, look, I'm having the same struggles and problems with women and this and that that anyone else has, and I got millions. I'm telling you, if you thought that the shit was going to change all of a sudden because you got bags, oftentimes the niggas don't know you have. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change. It's the same issue, same problems. You just have more money to solve problems with. And that doesn't resolve the problems. <laughs> That's what you realize, you know. It's really interesting, man. Uh, what's the name of the app? When's the app coming out? What uh, platform? And where can so, they find you, Slim Reaper? So I can't uh, necessarily speak on Obviously, the names. Intellectual property. I understand. Yeah, on a lot of the things, we're still kind of under development. But uh, look to me starting to push things out by like the end of December. Um, it's going to be a new form of social media. That's kind of a lot of the things I could say right now. Um, but yeah, you can find me anywhere. I'm sorry, you got any questions? Are you good? No, I got no questions. Okay. Yeah, so um, we got a new social media forum coming out uh, at the end of December. Me and my partner, uh, Vito, definitely linking up and trying to make things happen. But you can find me anywhere on uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, um, on Instagram, Slim underscore Reaper 859. Uh, that's pretty much yeah hit me there I don't want y'all to follow me on Facebook some of y'all might be weird Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, hit me on Instagram once again at slim underscore reaper 859 yeah that's really all I got man I'm here if you want your ankles taken I'm nice at basketball he's nice I'm nice (laughs) hey y'all this is going to be another recurring character on the show. You saw how flowy it was. It was all water. It's beautiful. Anyone got any questions, uh, content submissions, send it to imeanpot at gmail.com. You can holler at me on Twitter, Monkey D. Trevante. Holler at me on Instagram, Monkey D. Trevante. Slim Reaper 859. Hey. Hey. Shout out to Stolly from where we're from, another country boy. Stolly from Mother fucking Massillon, Ohio. 330, stand up. Couple noodles in a mansion. You know I'm gonna send you this, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, bro. I, I, I was fucking telling you, dog. That's nice. Tell them less is more. Ocean front crib, we rest ashore. Marikami paintings with the marble decor. The lamb truck is nice, but the Chevy hard to ignore. I know I'm bow tie, plain Jane rocker. Closet like the Met, sneaker room like for lock a big checks out the That's all y'all niggas get. 
IMeanPod at gmail.com or holler at the brother Monkey Deep Travanti on Twitter and Instagram. Same name. If you want to know who in the fuck that was, where the fuck he's from, and holler at Slim Reaper 859. This is family. He's a brother of mine, literally. Childhood all the way up until now and for forever, really. Forever. On some Buzz Lightyear shit to infinity and beyond. <laughs> 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 all right, bro. I'm going to hit you up later, all right? Yeah, hit me, bro. I appreciate it, cuz. Yeah. Peace.